The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. (laughs) Uh, That lady just lied to you. Pat's here, but he's not so much here. So he's out there somewhere. And I and, and I got to be honest with you, we do change the start time of the show every day. So, I mean, it's totally understandable that, well, hi, Pat. Shut up. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to your show. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. I thought it was like 5-2. It is not. The hour. Mm-hmm. It was like I got plenty of time. I'm in there talking to Jeffy. Cool. Oh, wait. What a he's got, he's got the Yeah, in his office, and he's got the show on, and I hear the theme <laughs> i thought are they testing it uh, what? it yeah. can't be that time it's not that time already no it's that time already yeah big interview coming up today by the way top of hour three pecachero <laughs> running for governor of kansas had that awesome ad we're going to mm-hmm. talk to him so without further ado here's pat gray uh thank you mm-hmm. uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh there just aren't enough words adjectives there there's Nothing in English that will express the outrage of the things that are going on now. I mean, it's uh, everything from the report on this uh, Republican baseball shooting. You remember that from a year ago? And the FBI determination of it. To the college statistics. To uh, the racial profiling of people that wasn't racial profiling. Thank heaven for cops' body cams. I hope every cop has them, and I hope every cop uses them, because it's just protection for them. It's just protection from the idiocy that's going on. I mean, don't we have enough racism? If we have any racism, it's too much. So, you know, we do. But don't we have enough without making stuff up? Why would you do that? What are you, you're just a, an attention whore? What, what's the deal? And that's man or woman. Are you an attention whore? Or are you just trying to create uh, race riots? What are you trying to do? Super dangerous. We've got at least two incidents to tell you about. With uh, police pulling people over. And then the, the, the people that they pulled over just made up stories. Flat out lied about them. Completely made up stories. One of the guys is, uh, I believe, the president of the NAACP chapter in his local town and a pastor and uh, completely lied. Just made it up. We'll get to that. Also, uh, Spike Lee spewing his hatred for America. He's got a new movie out and it got a standing ovation for 10 minutes, I think, at Cannes Film Festival. Murphy Brown is coming back to TV. How we've been begging for that one, haven't we? Are you we? serious? <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Another revival. Is her house got done painted yet? I mean, I don't know. What's his name? Don Arvin, Arlen, whatever the heck his name was. You know what? I didn't watch it the first time oh. around. I didn't like it the first time around. Okay. And I'm certainly not going to watch this iteration of it. What is she? 86? 90? I care about Murphy Brown, seriously, and what she says and the bull crap that she spews. Mm-hmm. No. No, I don't. But they're going to take on the big story about how they're going to take on Fox News. Okay. They're going to take on Fox and Friends. There's they're a riveting gonna, story. They're going to mock Fox and Friends. Okay. 
Yeah, I can't wait to see that. That'll be great. Oldest living person in the world? I love this story, too. 128 years old. Wow. 128. They say the oldest living person ever, which is not true. Adam lived to 938. Methuselah was 960-something. Going to need to see a birth certificate on that. (laughs) Some of those records were lost in a flood. So uh, (laughs) we don't have them anymore. But uh, played. This... Her, her records were lost in the in one of the Chechen wars, hmm. they say. So we can't substantiate it, but she does have ID that claims she was born in 1889. Wow. Think of that. Mm-hmm. 1889, and you're still alive today? Wow. What have you seen in your lifetime? The invention of the car, the invention of the airplane. You know, not to mention, I mean, space travel. She saw the... She she lives in Russia, so she went through the Bolshevik Revolution. She saw Lenin, Stalin, all of that. First and Second World Wars. Crazy. She remembers German tanks rolling through her city right past her house. Crazy. I mean, wow. it's unbelievable. And, sadly, she claims she's never had a happy day in her life. <laughs> She she wishes she wishes she would have died early. Can you imagine that? Oh I mean, my goodness, woman has been blessed with this kind of longevity, and she hates her life. Sad. Well, she lives in Russia. <laughs> so enough said. Enough said. You know, had she been born in America, maybe it's a different story. Maybe you know she's a really happy person and, and glad to be alive. Grover Cleveland was president when she was a little kid, so that would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm just saying. Thank you for our Grover Cleveland aficionado. I mean, seriously. Uh, Keith Melodak. I will say this, though. We used to mock, you know, some of your oh. obscure presidents. Used to being past tense. Yes, because mm-hmm. Calvin Coolidge, mm-hmm. which we finally looked into. I'm so glad you did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, maybe the best president of the last two centuries. Absolutely. Well, this one, the last one. Eh, not the one before, but pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, I would put Coolidge second or third, probably, after Washington and Jefferson. Hmm. Maybe Jefferson. I don't know. Coolidge pretty good. I don't know. Maybe pretty Washington. Good. I mean, he's... Uh, uh, no, I love I loved George Washington and his, like, he like his tenure. Go, no, big government guy. <laughs> Washington was not a big government guy. Yeah. No. No, he wasn't. Okay. Alexander no. Hamilton had way too much well, Hamilton. on that man. Yeah, he, that's true. Uh, but he didn't listen to him all the time. Okay. He didn't listen to it because he had Jefferson in his yeah. other ear. Well, he they were like with, little devils on yeah. each side of him. He sided with Hamilton more than Jefferson. <laughs> Boy, we are nerds. Okay. <laughs> Aren't we, though? Yeah, whatever. What a fun discussion. <laughs> hey, I mean, we could be talking about Velveeta <laughs> shells and cheese. I mean, Velveeta crowns and cheese. That they're doing this uh, special edition with the uh, Can the we royal stop wedding? at the royal wedding? Seriously, thing. I want this thing over. Do we not live in America? What do we care about this stupid royal wedding? I can't take it. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> Fox is doing a whole weekend thing on this. Why would I care? CNN has a countdown running on their little bug on the screen. I go. Oh, they sure do. It's a countdown to that'll switch, you know, it'll switch, it'll say countdown to the royal wedding. <sighs> yeah, it's uh there it is. There it is. Countdown to the royal wedding. I, seriously. Why, why? Uh, wow. I, it just but I will say so again, ridiculous. my daughters were all a Twitter about it over the weekend at our Mother's Day gathering. They were all excited. 
Okay. <laughs> what? Why? Who raised them, Pat? I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I was working. Somebody else raised them. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think they were raised by wolves or something, and that's Sounds why like they're it. excited by royals now because it's you know something civilized that they have in their life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Velveeta is rolling out a new product in honor of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's upcoming wedding. And it's full of cheesy goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Did you come up with that in the story? No, no, it's right in the story. That's <laughs> no right way. in the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. The company famous for Velveeta macaroni and cheese, the Velveeta mac and cheese. I got to tell you, it's the greatest mac and cheese of all time. Oh. Even though I don't know what Velveeta, what Velveeta is, it's because it's not actual cheese. It's something. It's, it's something that doesn't isn't natural to this planet <laughs> it comes in that you know rectangular block right right and i but it melts perfectly oh, on yeah. the macaroni and it's it's oh. yummy when i was a kid man i would beg my mom to no, listen to, oh, please i want the block of cheese on the show mm-hmm. mm. I, I think they got the substance we make that out of from a meteor that hit here ah, uh, details, <laughs> like whatever. a millennia ago Tastes but I, I don't care Tastes so i don't good. care <laughs> I'm usually a real cheese guy. Not in this case. Not with Velveeta mac and cheese. Anyway, they've created a luxurious extra indulgent special of its shells and cheese product. But the macaroni will be in the shape of crowns. That's not all you get. Consumers will also get a gold-plated spoon to eat up their favorite comfort food, which will be packaged in a fancy gold foil box that's embarrassing it's so bad i'd love to say i'm not gonna eat that cheese anymore but i can't okay. i can't say it would so you I'm eat not going the crowns to. though i will not eat i will not buy this special edition that much i can't say okay what if would you use a golden spoon <clears throat> if i brought you one in no okay in honor of the royals sure no 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 i would not okay hey there's more uh david hogg fun david hogg uh you know just poster boy i guess for Kid, kids who changed the world. The, the article actually says kid fascists who changed the world. <laughs> but I want to be here tomorrow, so I'm going to make sure those are not. I want you to know those are not my words. Yeah, you're just reading the headline. I'm just reading what it says here. Mm-hmm. Poster boy for kid fascists who changed the world. Um, this is a harsh article, and originally I thought I was reading the blaze, and I thought, wow, I, should I call Glenn and tell him that one of the one of the uh, one of our writers is going to be in serious trouble here, and then I realized, oh, I'm not on the blaze. Thank goodness, mm. this is somebody else's website. Let them worry about it. <laughs> anyway, um, it started when Dana Lash uh, commented on Jimmy Kimmel's wife because Jimmy Kimmel's wife was commenting about the NRA, and you know that had to be brilliant. I'm, I'm sure you realize that that had to be really, really. <laughs> really insightful stuff. Um, But they were talking about the NRA and uh, the status of the NRA and its non-profit situation. And then David Hogg got involved saying, "Uh, I understand the NRA president makes uh, over a million dollars a year. That doesn't sound like a non-profit to me. Hmm. Um, Yeah, because you don't understand what a non-profit is. (laughs) Uh, So... Maybe you should not comment on things you don't know anything about. Sure, I don't know. Get back to class. There's a lot of nonprofit CEOs that make a lot of money. 
nonprofit doesn't mean that nobody who works there doesn't that everybody who works there doesn't get paid. <laughs> nobody makes a dime at this nonprofit. You wouldn't have very many nonprofits if the people who work there didn't make any money. I, I, I don't know if you're aware of that. <clears throat> Plus, somebody brought up Planned Parenthood to them, which is a 501c3. And they make tens of millions in profit every year. What do they do to make that profit? <clears throat> uh, they murder children. Okay. Just so, check. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, noble? N- you bet. Uh, could there be a more noble endeavor than killing children? They receive $500 million a year in government funding. Uh, they give more money to Democrats than the NRA gave to Republicans in 2016. And they these boneheads claimed that the NRA is a 501c3. It's a 501c4. Uh, not tax deductible. So um, it, it just proves how ignorant these people are of the facts. They don't care about any of the facts. They just want to spew the rhetoric. They just want to comment and make the NRA out to be child killers. When in fact, the child killers are at Planned Parenthood. 888-900-3393. Uh, let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutri- Nutrition. They have a product called Field of Greens, and I love this stuff. Um, because you just take a scoop of this, which gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, and you put it in your favorite drink, and it doesn't taste like vegetables. Why is that good? Because I hate vegetables. That's why. I mean, if it tasted like kale, I would not be using it. It doesn't. It sweetens. Whatever you put it in, it makes it uh, palatable to drink, makes it really pleasurable to drink. And then you get all those fruits and vegetables in your diet that are pre and probiotic that boost your immunity, full of antioxidant power. And it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. Take one scoop, put it in eight ounces of water, your favorite drink. It's that easy and it tastes great. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. They'll give you 10% off an entire month's supply when you use the promo code PAT. That's BrickHousePat.com. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. once again that uh, leftists can get away with whatever they want to. Whereas uh, if you're on the right and you do anything that even seems inappropriate, you're gone. You're just done. Chris Saliza, who's a political analyst for CNN, tweeted out a picture of Donald Trump in crosshairs. (laughs) Then he deleted it. I wonder why. Um, you sent out a picture of the president in the crosshairs of, a, of what looked to be the crosshairs of a rifle. I hope this is the sound he hears on his door. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Saliza, United States Secret Service, but he won't. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he, of course, said the graphic was unintended and the result of a computer program <laughs> he and his team use. <laughs> okay, of course it was. <laughs> well, naturally, stop it. Stop it. I'll thank you not to cast aspersions at Chris Aliza. You know he's a huge Trump fan and would never do something like that. Mm-hmm. 
I've deleted a gift about President Trump. We use GIF Grabber to make our gifts, and it defaults to the image below as a first frame, which is the crosshairs. Really? To clear up any unintended confusion, I've removed the tweet. <laughs> and to save your stupid butt from being fired, which uh, this wouldn't stop anybody on the right from being fired. Had they done this with... Nobody did. But had they done it with Barack Obama? Can you imagine the, oh. the humanity on that? That company would be out of business, whoever he was associated no with. No question about it. There's just no doubt about it. But again, if you're on the left, you get away with everything. doesn't matter what you do. Uh, we excuse it all. <clears throat> you can do anything. You can say anything. <clears throat> you can make threats on the president. I mean, does anybody remember what Sarah Palin did targeting districts? Targeting districts for election. Not to be shot uh, and and they they went ape crap on that. That's all we heard about for about six weeks. What about Sarah Palin's violent rhetoric targeting districts? Oh, it was shut a map. Up. It was a map. <clears throat> yes, with targets. On, I mean, come on. Yes, with hey, these are targeted for uh, electing a Republican instead of a Democrat in them, not for shooting the Democrat. So insane. Also, uh, North Korea now threatening to cancel the summit with Donald Trump after weeks of, you know, some really good gestures. North Korea suspended a meeting with South Korean officials planned for today, and then they threatened to cut off the meeting with President Trump. According to their state news agency, um, officials were angered by joint military drills between the U.S. and South Korea, which we do every year. But... In light of the progress we've made, maybe you'd kind of scuttle that for a year? Well, I don't know. Would that really hurt anything? The White House did just respond. They said they're hopeful. They cut the, it back, right? Yeah. Well, they said the, they're hopeful the meeting's still going to happen between Trump and Un. Uh, anyway, um, it says the re- president's ready for the meeting to take place, uh, but if it doesn't, we'll continue maximum pressure campaign that's been ongoing. Scheduled for June 12th in, oh, they've, they've actually said it's, it's in Singapore. Yeah, Singapore, yeah. And uh, they were going to discuss the possibility of North Korea denuclearizing. We're aware of the South Korea media report. The United States will look at what North Korea has said independently, continue to coordinate closely with our allies. We have not heard anything from that government or the government of South Korea to indicate that we would not continue conducting these exercises. Hmm. So I, I hope it's... It's still on because this is historic and we've been making some serious progress and it would not, it, w- it would be nice to finally put this to bed. Yeah. But I, is this a sign that maybe Kim Jong-un is not as serious as maybe we were led to believe? It's possible. I mean, he was, they were talking about ending the Korean war officially for the first time ever. The Korean war officially never ended. And they were going to take care of that. They met, what, three weeks ago or whatever that was at the demilitarized zone. And they said, it's, it's time to end this thing. And they were going to, that, that was part of what they were going to talk about today. And now that talk is off. So, and next know, week we'll they're supposed to have this big public ceremony where they invite the international press to come and watch them destroy their main uh, nuclear oh, that's, yeah. facility. Right. There's a lot of hope there. And, uh, and I now they're kind of saying, it's... we have no interest in unilaterally. Destroying a nuclear program. Well, who else is going to? Because South Korea doesn't have one. 
So are you saying the United States is going to, okay, if you guys denuclearize, we will too. Uh, no. And you can't expect that. I mean, we've got other things to worry about besides Korea, North Korea, Soviets, Russians, acting like social Soviets, <laughs> Chinese. Um, and so, you know, it's a dangerous world. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, also, just to show you what kind of shape we're in, uh, we went over this uh, yesterday on on Glenn's show, and this is, I mean, I I knew the situation in colleges was pretty bad as far as progressivism is concerned. I mean, they've just they've taken over the colleges, and if you don't believe this, listen to these new numbers on what your kids are facing when they go to college. In um, the Democrat to Republican ratio in America's colleges, without including the two military colleges, uh, the ratio is 12.7 Democrats to one across uh, the sample of... Colleges across the country. 12.7 to 1. Nearly 40% of the colleges surveyed didn't have a single Republican on their faculty. Whereas just one school was devoid of any Democrats. 40% no Republicans at all. One school, not 1%, one school had no Democrats. Um, the... Academic departments in the sample of schools have either zero Republicans or so few as to make no difference whatsoever. The highest Democrat to uh, Republican ratio of all is for the most ideological field, obviously, like uh, interdisciplinary studies. Not a single Republican with an exclusive appointment to fields like gender studies. You would expect that, I suppose. African studies or peace studies because certainly no republican wants peace no republican wants to teach about peace do they it's just it's amazing how much they have just dominated our our uh, higher education in the communication religion and anthropology departments when analyzed by individual departments the study found the highest democrat to ratio belongs to communication 108 zero followed by religion 70 to one and anthropology 56 to zero so if your kids are going to go study communications i want a degree in communications because i want to be a journalist then you wonder why the journalists are all progressives 108 to zero in the communication department and what's more surprising to me is in the area of religion. Those are all Democrats. 70 to 1? How did that happen? In the English departments? And this is where my, my daughter, who's going to college now, she's, uh, she's a freshman in college. And in English, she, she gets the huge dose of progressivism. <laughs> English departments, 48.3 to 1. In the top uh, media schools... And we already told you about 108 to 1. The top 76 universities in America 
64 of them don't require any American history courses. 64 out of 76. Including George Washington University. (laughs) No American history required there. How ironic. University of Wisconsin is uh, dropping history as a major. So is Cal. Only two states require kids to have any knowledge of government or civics coming out of high school. 62% of Americans can't name three branches of government. 19% of high school graduates are illiterate. This is what happens when you turn the education over to progressives. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, welcome. 888 Thank heaven for police officer body cams. This is going to save a lot of cops. Frankly, it's going to save a lot of lives that even outside the police department because uh, race riots would be possible with this kind of stuff. I, 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 don't, I don't know if these guys are, these people are doing this intentionally. I, I don't know if they understand the potential consequences of their actions and their lies. But wow, is this dangerous. We have two stories that just happened of African-Americans being pulled over by white cops. And then in the aftermath of being pulled over, they both went to social media and said they were treated like crap. It was racist. It was racial profiling. They made racial remarks. They threatened them. They were scared. They didn't know what was going to happen. Take a look at this South Carolina woman. She accuses a Virginia police officer of racism during a traffic stop last month as she was traveling back to her home state. That video went viral. Here's what she says. I get pulled over by this white cop and he said he's sergeant somebody. And I asked him what the stop was for. And he told me that the seven mile an hour difference or whatever this was in the speed difference. I saw no traffic signs, by the way. No traffic signs. By the time I had stopped at a convenience store to get a banana, and by the time I had gone to where he immediately pulled me over when he saw me, um, I gave him my license registration for the rental car that I'm driving. I just come back from the MIAC conference. My daughter was playing tennis in the MIAC conference championship. I'm on the way back to Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. The cop mm-hmm. yeah. comes back with the ticket. Uh, oh no. I'm on the phone with my cousin. She's saying, stay calm. I'm nervous. Having both hands on a wheel, Nervous. feeling all afraid. Oh no! He comes back. Yeah. And, and when he comes back, he you. gives me the ticket, and I said, "So Club this you. is not a warning ticket." So that I didn't see any signs. There were no signs. He said, "Well, you can go back and look for signs." I said, "Okay, so this is not a warning ticket." He said, "No, this is not a warning ticket." So I said, "Okay." Um, then my cousin's on the phone on speaker. He can't see that she's on the phone because it's on speaker on the other chair. So. Um, he said, well, you'll need to sign this ticket. And I said, why would I need to sign the ticket? I don't agree. Everyone with. has to and sign the ticket. And this is just something that I don't think, I said, I won't be signing the ticket, but I'll, I'll take the ticket. He said, no, you'll need to sign the ticket. I said, I don't agree. I didn't see a sign. I'll, I'll, 
I'll abide by the ticket, but I'm not gonna set, I'm not gonna put my signature on it on that ticket. And he said, well, if you don't put the signature on this ticket, I'll pull you out of the car, and and then I'll arrest you and I'll impound the car. So my cousin immediately puts her voice mm -hmm. from the seat and says, don't I sign a ticket? Because my natural instinct for anybody who knows me knows that I do not like to be told what to do. I abide by the law, I'm respectful of the law, but you can't make me sign a ticket. So I went ahead and signed a ticket only I because I was immediately afraid and he looked like he was ready for me to pull to pull me out of the car. Oh, yeah, you'll he didn't see say that I'll ask you to step out of the car. Yeah. He said, I'll pull you out of the car and I'll arrest you and I'll impound your car. Oh no. No no. And he said No. So then I signed then Patrice said sign a ticket. Oh, no. And I said, okay, so I, ticket, you know, said. and I, and he what said, well, I don't care, you know, you're gonna get out of this car. I'll just pull you out of the car. Just pull after you out. he heard her, it. he thought he kept that was me. It. So I signed the ticket. So she signed the ticket. Uh, she didn't want to get dragged out of the car. Didn't want to get dragged out of the car. Probably beaten, beaten, nearly to death, I would imagine. And uh, all because she's black. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, obviously, obviously. So okay, that sounds like a pretty ugly encounter. It, it it also sounds like that's the way every ticket process goes. Yeah. Do you have any experience or do you um, know anyone that has had experience getting Keith, tickets? Can I tell you about the times I've been racially profiled? Oh, no. For being an old, fat, white guy. Well, <laughs> shoe fits. <sighs> oh, no. This I'm going to try to keep it. I'm going to try to keep it together. But Wow. You and Alex Jones cry a lot on the air. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. Where are the tickets? <laughs> Why do these cops continue to hound me? <laughs> Fifteen times, <laughs> oh. and you know what? In each and every case, they've asked me to sign the ticket. And did you? Now, did there's. I think he tells her you don't have a choice. He he actually offered her well, a let's choice. See. Let's see. We've got the yeah. yeah. Watch watch the video from. We've cut this into two uh, sections. Yeah. Here's here's what actually happened. You tell me who's in the wrong here. Here's the cop. Good afternoon. My name is Sergeant Sasser. I'm with the Brunswick County Sheriff's Office. Okay. Um, doing well. Just need to see your driver's license and your vehicle registration. Okay. Yeah, the reason I'm stopping you, I clocked you at 70. Speed limit here is 55. Oh, that's 15 miles over, not 7. Okay. All right, I appreciate it. Yeah, your vehicle, the, which it's a rental, rental, just should have a rental agreement. I'm going to reach in here and get That's the... fine. Yeah, I saw no um, Okay. Thank you. And you still live in South Carolina? Yeah, I live in South Carolina. I was in um, Norfolk, Virginia at a Yacht tournament, and I'm going to go back to Okay. All right, I'll tell you what. Just hold tight for a quick moment, and I'll be right back, okay? Okay, thank Thanks. you. What a racist! Wow, the hate was dripping right out. I felt threatened, and I wasn't even in the car. I was scared. I'm glad I was you said scared that. out of my mind. Were you too? I it, it wasn't just me. Just me. It I'm not just a just coward. You. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoo! I'm glad that's over because I was. Wow. Oh, I was nervous. I was for like her. watching The Exorcist or something. Holy cow! <laughs> what a hate monger, mongering and hate. Has he? Have they taken his badge away yet? I hope. Oh man. <laughs> Couldn't have handled that more professionally. Right. Absolutely. By the book. You know that if they teach that in police academy, that's exactly how it's taught. 
The guy did everything right. Totally pleasant, totally polite. You're pissed because you just got caught speeding. I've been there, I know. Mm-hmm. 15 times since 2012 in the Dallas-Fort Worth <laughs> Metroplex. 15 times! You're on a good streak, though, now, right? I am. How long has it been? Uh, Two months. We jinxed it. <laughs> two months? Wait, two months? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been two what? months. What? Because it, it was a good streak, yeah. and then I got bowled over again. What did you do? I don't want to detract away from this story, but I what know. happened now? I was, I was going the speed limit on Seven the freeway. Seven miles over? 65 miles an hour, and I pulled off the exit ramp. Well, the exit ramp... Oh, no, don't you do it. Don't you yeah. say this. Yes, he he was there immediately. I mean, just off the exit ramp, just a short little way in a little hidden driveway. Oh. And he comes out and nails me for 65 in a 40. Because now the, you know, I as can't. you're starting to slow down okay. on the ramp, mm-hmm. it, it did hack me off. I should have, I should have claimed that he was racially profiling me because I'm an old fat white guy. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, he saw that immediately. He's like, I'm going to get that old fat white guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a ticket. <laughs> By the way, I did see so, a cop, not to change the topic too much mm-hmm. here and get off the beaten trail here. Uh, I did see a cop sitting uh, back in Atlanta once uh, in a church parking lot, getting people that were blowing through stop signs. And I would say, why don't you use the fake argument, separation of church and state, if you ever get it that <laughs> way. I'm just saying, go ahead. Sorry, let's get to part two of this video. <laughs> yeah, here's the next part. This is where it really kicks into gear, and you're going to be scared, and you're going to feel so bad for this woman, oh, for no. the racial profiling. Here it goes. Oh. All right. All right, ma'am. What I have here for you, it is a traffic summons for Brunswick County General Dis- traffic summons? Yes, for Brunswick County General District Traffic Court. Your court date is going to be June the 6th at 1030 for the 70 and a 55 mile per hour zone. Where is, your sun- where is the sign that says it's 55 miles an hour? Sorry. In numerous places. Numerous places where? I mean, between the gas station I just came from? Right here I mean, numerous, numerous places back that way. You're more than welcome to go back there and look at them. I mean, I'm take pictures of them, whatever you want to do. Um, so you didn't give me a warning. You gave me an actual ticket? Yeah, no warnings today, ma'am. So your court date is going to be June the 6th at 1030 for the speeding of 70 and a 55. You have the option to prepay this. I'm going to give you a phone number plus a website that go, has our courthouse information. If you contact our courts, they will tell you what the find is, answer any one of your questions, and if you decide to prepay it, then you do not have to come to court. But, to but if you want to prepay it, um, if you don't want to prepay it, then you have to come to court on June the 6th at 1030. I'll hire an attorney. Need you to sign right here. I'm not going to sign that ticket. Uh, ma'am. Agree. Okay. But I don't have to sign it. So, ma'am. But I appreciate it. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Me. All right. So, what you're signing here is a promise to either come to court or a promise to prepay. It's not an admission of guilt. It's only a promise to me that you're going to get it taken care of by either coming to court or prepaying it. If you refuse to sign the summons at this point, I'm going to have to get you outside of the police car, outside of this car. I'm going to place you under arrest and take you in front of the magistrate. I will get your vehicle towed and go from there. So, yes, ma'am, you do not have a choice. You have. I don't care about that. You do not have. A, I don't care who's on the phone. I'm talking to you right now. You do not have a choice but to sign the summons. So once again, you're signing right there. So thank you. I knew you were going to sign it. Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate it very much. And you have a very safe day. Okay. There is not even a hint of racism there, of animosity of any kind. He's, you know, he's handling it professionally, even though she's being obstinate about it. As you you could be when you're pissed off that you're getting a ticket. If you don't sign it. Then she had the option. This is what's going to happen. Just let you know. Go ahead. Choose to not sign it. But here's what I have to do if you won't sign it. I got to take you out, put the cops on you, take you in. And if that's the law, then it's it's his job to enforce it. If that's the law, that's what what the law is. He's got to do that. That had nothing to do with her color of skin. Come on.
Okay, so absolutely professional, totally above board, completely appropriate. All of it. She's proven to be a liar, an absolute liar. Then we've got this pastor and NAACP president who claims that a cop racially profiled him. Here's the initial contact with the police officer. Hey, how are you? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm Officer Miles with the Timmonsville Police Department. Yes, sir. Got your license proof of insurance on you. Okay, I'm losing Okay, that's fine. Go right ahead. Here's people in the back seat. Looks to see who's there. Fine with it. Turns his attention back to the driver. He's not acting like he's scared of the black man, like he's worried about what's going on. Everything totally above board here. Are you the owner of the motor vehicle? Yes, sir. I just transferred. You just transferred? Okay. What's your name? Jamie Moultrie. Okay. You got your driver's license on you, Mr. Jamie? But the reason why I'm coming in contact with you is whenever you took the left right here, you didn't signal. Okay, that's the only reason why I'm coming in contact with you, okay? Okay, he didn't signal. Eh, kind of a weak reason to pull yeah, somebody over. I agree. But he didn't signal. Okay, so, so far, so good, right? There's nothing, there's no hint of anything wrong there. And, and again, I do want to take a if moment. You, want to, you could nitpick about the right. pulling him over for, for not using his signal. But you, as an overweight white guy, have been uh-huh. pulled over for less. I've been pulled over for <laughs> my tire to be touching yeah. the line. It's called the balk line. The balk line before the side the sidewalk, the I, I crosswalk. Mean, that is unbelievable. The, it, it's unbelievable. I have never heard of a white guy getting pulled over for that. <laughs> I've never seen anybody be pulled over. <laughs> right? I don't care if you're purple. No one's ever been pulled over for that, that except is, me. Except you. <laughs> you're the only person I know. <laughs> Nobody's ever even heard of that. Ugh. Wait, that's a that's some sort of violation? <laughs> yeah, apparently, in Texas. So anyway, uh-huh. everything's fine here so far. Now this guy, this pastor, this NAACP president, claims... That the guy accosted him because he's driving a Mercedes. You can't tell the car's a Mercedes necessarily, but it's a Mercedes. It's in a nice neighborhood, he claims, and that's why the cop pulled him over, he says. He, and then he, he claims that he kept badgering him about where the car came from, whose it was, uh, why are you in this neighborhood? And the guy says, I live in this neighborhood. This is my car. The guy claims the officer said to him, if, if you own this car, then I must be Bill Gates. Didn't happen. All right, so let's see if that happens in the second half. Here we go. All right, Mr. Bolger, here you go, okay? You registration. Try not to drive the car no more until you get the proper documentation because this regist- uh, registration has to come back to a 1992, okay, GMC truck. Yes, yeah. even in the system has that too. Wow. But what I'm saying, you got to have so the, the proper registration wrong. and everything and insurance and all that stuff to actually indicate that that plate comes back to this motor vehicle, okay? Because when I run the plate, it's still coming back to this. It's not coming back to your car. Okay, I understand that, but look, I just bought the car the other day. I right. switched the tags. Well, you probably need to go to DMV and ask them how come it's not registered. In the state of South Carolina, the Department of Motor Vehicles, it's still coming back to that truck. I understand that, but this is what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I switched the tags from the truck to the car. They told me at DMV, the dealer put that on there to show that the tag is going to be transferred. Right. And all I need to do is keep this registration in there uh-huh. and this bill is there. They, they told you wrong. You got to have the proper documentation in your motor vehicle that actually matches the car that you're operating on South Carolina highways in order for it to actually be 
legal to operate on South Carolina highways. Makes sense. They told Jerome, okay? All right. All right. Other than that, there's your driver's license. Uh, just make sure you wear your seatbelt at all times while operating motor vehicle on South Carolina highways and drive safe, okay? That was my every encounter gosh. in the situation. And Oh, and, my gosh. And, and listen to this quote. This is this is from a local activist there. Did you see this? He said, uh, after I saw the body cam footage, uh-huh. it's as if he made the whole story up. No, it's not. It is <laughs> that he made the whole story up. It's not as if he made the whole story up. Up. I mean, all of it. He didn't even ask him anything about nope. the neighborhood or what you're doing here. Nope. I've gotten pulled over out here at four in the morning in Irving, Texas, and been told, "So why are you out so late, or is it oh, so I've early?" Oh, I've been asked that many times. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to work. Oh, where yeah. do you work? I mean, I they just ask that. I they do. I don't have to answer them. I guess. I guess I could make up a story and make a big stink about it, but instead, I'm just like, yeah, I was speeding through a construction zone. Mm-hmm. I'll make small talk with you. Send me on my way. It's it's that's incredible. I mean, that's unbelievable. The guy's trying to create race riots as a pastor mm-hmm. in South Carolina, and that's what this black activist said. What, uh-huh. what could have happened here? What could have happened? What I mean, there could have been riots. There that could have been ugly. And then p- people at the at the NAACP are saying, "Well, there's got to got to be something else because he wouldn't do this. He wouldn't make it up." Well, he obviously did. There's the proof. I mean, you can't deny what's in front of you. You can't deny all the evidence. That cop handled it so professionally and so appropriately. And despite the fact that the guy's registration did not match the car he's driving, he still didn't get a ticket. Out of the goodness of his heart. Just tells him to drive safely, get it taken care of at the DMV, have a nice day. And this pastor, this man of the cloth, Mm. decides to make this into a big lie how, this how many guy times didn't give has this happened? Ticket. Didn't give him a ticket. How many times has this happened? Uh, from people trying to get attention or from people trying to stir up racial hatred. This is despicable. Yeah. It's despicable. Dangerous. I mean, you're, you're endangering people's lives by doing that. So how often has that happened? And one of the guys, uh, I think it was the guy you're talking about that said, wow, it's almost as if he made the whole thing up. He mentions... That gives the whole, everybody a bad name. Because now everybody's going to be thinking that it's made up. Well, I don't think everything is made up. But I wonder how many other stories have been made up whole cloth. But let's talk about what he has said. This pastor, uh, this is the this is the activist, the local he, activist. Okay. He made he said, quote, he made a comment that the officer accused him of having drugs in the car. He said that his wife and None grandchild was in the car. Nope. He asked them not to move because the officer looked as if he might shoot them or something. Yeah, he talked about being afraid. If you're uh, on the for blaze and radio, family, uh, yeah, so bad. This so officer, bad. what did he shine the flashlight in there for like a half a second? Yeah. Saw okay, very good, and did not even comment about it. Saw that. it was just kids. Didn't even ask him about it. It, it is un. Believable, And this guy claims to have been afraid, afraid just like the, the woman did. In fact, he posted online an entire dialogue that was a total and complete lie. Me, sir, what's the problem? Officer, I ask, whose car for the last time? And why are you in this neighborhood? <laughs> it didn't happen. Me. Well, I told you for the last time whose car it is and, and where I live. By the way, uh, sir, can I speak with your supervisor? And the officer turns and walks away when he returned. He said, did you know you, did you know your tags come back 
with another vehicle. Well, I mean, only that part is true out of this whole discussion. <laughs> one of the one one of the uh, portions of dialogue he says happened is, "Sir, I'm a pastor and I I live in the house on the left." Officer, oh, and I guess I'm Bill Gates. <laughs> it just none of it happened. Wow, despicable. Totally. Absolutely despicable and, and endangering uh, your community. 888 uh, Memorial Day is just around the corner. Then we got 4th of July coming up. We got Labor Day on the way. All of these things. You want, you want to show your patriotism. You want to fly, fly your American flag. Uh, and there's no better place to find your flag than the high-quality Collins flags at collinsflags.com. All of their American and military flags are made right here in America. And they're of the highest quality, not like the grocery store or hardware store flags that you can get. These are the real deal. They'll throw in free shipping for orders over $75. And when you use the promo code BLAZE, B-L-A-Z-E, you'll get a 15% discount. Uh, It's family-owned and operated. It's a great Midwestern company with Midwestern values. And they've got every flag you can possibly imagine or want. They've got sports teams flags. They have military flags. They have state flags. Uh, and, of course, American flags. Go to collinsflags.com and uh, enter the promo code BLAZE. You get fifteen percent, an extra 15% discount if you do that. Promo code BLAZE, collinsflags.com. Or you could call them at, and this is obviously toll-free. Uh, is that even a thing anymore with cell phones? <laughs> Yeah, it is. I guess yeah. pretty much everything's toll free now. But eight hundred nine five zero forty sixty one eight hundred nine five zero forty sixty one or collinsflags dot com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. We got to get to this uh, baseball story, the Republican baseball uh, story, where the guy tried to kill about a tenth of the elected officials in office, and all of the things that went right to prevent that from happening. I had forgotten there were there were four people shot. I, I was just I was thinking for some reason it was just Steve Scalise. Uh, four people actually were wounded, and, and some of them pretty badly. One was shot right through the chest. He had an open wound that exposed his heart. You could see his heart beating inside his chest. Uh, miraculous stuff. But the other thing that is fascinating is what the FBI said about it. <laughs> we will get to that uh, coming up uh, right after the news. Um, but I am, uh, I am really really thankful that we have modern technology today that that provides us with with uh, body cams and audio and visual evidence of what goes on in traffic stops now because without it we could be in real trouble with all of these claims all of the facebooking and social media and people just going on and saying whatever they want and and just making things up out of whole cloth 
Yeah, and the irony of this is it wasn't it folks like Van Jones who used to show up and, and videotape cops in action, right? Right. And um, try to make a big stink. And, you know, there have been instances that, that, you, that the cops weren't necessarily on the right side of things. Sure. But I love how the cops are like, all right, you're going to shoot your videos? We're going to shoot ours. And in many cases, mm-hmm. people on the left were pushing for these body cams. Well, congratulations. Now you get to see the truth. Yeah, it was the, uh, it was the activist in the case of the pastor who said, hey, I demand to see that video. Oh, okay, here you go. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> You're on <a> candid camera. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Triple Eight, 933-93. we got to get into this uh, Republican baseball shooting at the at the field uh, from about a year ago. We'll, we'll talk about that in a sec, but we've been dealing with the, uh, the police body cams that have just fortunately... Hopefully, sidestepped a lot of racial discord in a couple of different communities with uh, a black woman and a black pastor who was a man making up stories completely, just lying about their encounter with the police. And fortunately, in each case, the cop had uh, body cam evidence, and so it's it it's proof positive that people do this; that they just make it up. Whether they want attention or whether they want to create uh, discord in in our nation, man, like there's not enough already. We don't have enough problems with people without people making stuff up and trying to create new problems. It's really despicable. You know that should almost be a crime. And if you're filing false reports on Facebook about an encounter with a cop just to stir things up, that's almost like inciting a riot because uh, yep. you could. Yeah. You could. That's what you get them on, yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Mike in North Carolina. You're on the blaze. Hey Pat, can you hear hey. me? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh here here's what happened to me. Uh it was an awesome cop. I was I got uh pulled going hundred and one in a fifty five on a on a on a four lane highway. Uh-huh. And um, you know, the first thing he asked, he said, First thing we'll ask is, is everything okay? Are you okay? I was like, Yes, sir. He said, Okay, I got you going hundred and one. I was like, What? Because I was borrowing my, my girlfriend's car, it had a turbo in it, didn't feel like it, uh-huh. and um, so he gives me a t- he gives me a ticket, and he says, um, you know, we we make small talk. He says we got kids that like to ride their bikes on this, and it could come up on you, and you know, I don't want anybody to get hurt. I was like, man, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't even think about that, and you know, I was cordial with him, shook his hand. He said, I want to tell you this, get a lawyer, got a lawyer, and uh, six hundred dollars later, never walked into a courtroom, it was dismissed. He retired a month after he pulled me. So, wow. Wow. But, I mean, he told me how to get out of it, and pretty much. I mean, not all cops are like that. I right. mean, now I've run into a small-town sheriff who told me, don't ever come back to Elm City. So, you know, it, it can go either way, but there are good ones out there. Are you a white guy? 
I'm Native American. Native I got long American? black hair running down the back. Oh yeah, I forgot okay. to throw that in. That that's kind of what ties into it. Why did um, the Why did the guy tell you not to come back? Was it because um, you were Native American? Well, I know I'm not saying <laughs> that. Um, he said um, my girlfriend went to pick me up. I was intoxicated, so I walked out, and he pulled her, and I walked out. I was like, no, that's my ride. And he said, get on the. He threw me on the, on the hood of the car, searched me. He said I could get you for a public intoxication. I was like, no, sir, that's my ride. I came right out here. It was about 11 o'clock at night. I said, I just walked out here, got in the car, and that's what we were going to leave. Mm. And I said, and I'm not driving. And he said, no, you're not driving. I said, so? He said, don't ever come back to Elm City. He pulled me three times in that town. And he, he, <laughs> wow. So, yeah. But I never thought it was racist. No. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Mike. It, it, it's interesting because obviously there's going to be some uh, bad cops, but I, the, I think they're the exception rather than the rule. Uh, in my experience, cops are normally polite, uh, businesslike, appropriate, and even when I'm kind of irritated with them, they still continue to be professional. What does it irritate me, though, and it has nothing to do with race, hmm. uh, I've been pulled over 15 times, as I mentioned, in, D- in the DFW area. My wife has been pulled over Almost an equal uh, number of times. Oh, at least wow. 10. I know really? it's at least 10, if not a dozen. Oh, the grays are scuff laws. She has not received a single ticket in this city. Not Stop one. It. Stop it. Out of 10 or 12 pullovers, not one ticket. I've gotten 14 out of 15. She's received zero. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's not race. It's beauty. Yep. If you're beautiful, you're not getting a ticket. Oh, Period. my gosh. You're not. You just cracked the code. I, I remember... This was the first time we lived in Connecticut, so it was, you know, 20, 20, 25, 26 years ago. Uh, and she was leaving our neighborhood and going 50 miles an hour in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. What? Cop pulls her over. She's going double the speed limit. She also had forgotten to renew her license because we had been in the state for a while. Uh, so she's double the speed limit. Has no license. She'd also forgotten her registration on the car. It was also up. And she didn't have proof of insurance in the car. She got a warning. What is... What? Drive safely, ma'am. Have a good day. (laughs) She got a warning. My wife could be pulled over for going 160 in a 25-mile-an-hour zone, in a school zone, in a school construction zone. She could have a dead body in the back of the car... Whiskey bottles, empty whiskey bottles all over the floorboard. (laughs) The bloody knife that she just stabbed the guy in the back seat with in her hand. And he'd say, oh, ma'am, slow down. Drive carefully. Yep. Have a nice day. You know, as you're telling this, because you cracked the code, sir. Pisses me off. It's beauty, not race. Same thing happens with Carrie. She gets warnings. Yep. She has a cop. I I remember he he videoed let her let her hold her phone and video a message to her friend who she was on her way to go see when this happened mm-hmm. uh i get tickets mm-hmm. she does not you just nailed it man it ain't mm-hmm. race it's beauty it's sex mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah in my experience that's that's what it is maybe, uh, maybe you need to lean over the window next time you know and just hey uh, show a little skin yeah. yeah look at this huh look at that look at, look at, look at, right? look at that uh-huh. <laughs> See Ooh. my collarbone right there? Uh-huh. Yeah. See how that protrudes? Mm. Sexy, right? <laughs> I mean... Here's a warning, sir. <laughs> Drive safely. You do I don't think so. Hair, I think if I did that, uh-huh. he'd probably take me in.
That might get ugly. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd get the, the cuffs slapped on my wrists and uh, I'd be hauled in. <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. No. 888 Are you aware? Do, how, how much do you remember of the shooting at the baseball field uh, with the Republicans last year? Did, did, you, uh, did you realize that four people were shot, not just Steve Scalise? I did I, not remember that. I knew people were shot at to, to know that they were actually injured. One I of the Capitol remember. Police officers uh, was shot in the ankle. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, one of the, I think he was like an intern or an aide or something to one yeah. of the congressmen. He's like 25 years now. old. He got shot in the chest. It went all, it, I think, I think it's, it went all the way through. Wow. No, I didn't know And that. he uh, had a gaping hole in his chest that you could, you could see his heart beating. No. Yeah. I mean, there were some serious, serious injuries. And it goes on and on about how much worse, though, this could have been. There was an article that came out on BuzzFeed uh, that details all of the coincidences of that day that that saved all of these guys. Not a single person died. Uh, Scalise is doing much better. He still walks, I think, with assistance. He has a cane or crutches or a walker of some kind, but he, uh, he's healing, and I... I think they expect a full recovery eventually. The guy who was shot in the chest has recovered. Uh, the Capitol Police officer who got shot has recovered. And there was one other person who got shot in the leg, and it was pretty serious because of the bleeding that, that occurred. Um, but all of the things that saved people, just incredible. Um, and And then... When you find out what the FBI determined, you just you, you, uh, there's there's no words to express the outrage and confusion. The guy walked up and asked if they were Democrats or Republicans. He was told, "No, these these are Republicans." The guy had staked out the field for months in advance. He had expressed his hatred. For Republicans over and over again. He left his house and his family and said, I'm going to go protest. And he came to the D.C. area and just lived out of his van, uh, seething and stewing in his own hate for the Republicans. And it was Republicans that he killed specific or tried to kill specifically. FBI ruled it was it had nothing to do with politics. It was not political. You know what they called it? Suicide by cop. What? Yep. Suicide by cop. Then you run a red light and try to get pulled over, man. Right? Oh, come on. I, there, I don't know that there's ever been a more clear, clear-cut case of a political attempted murder than this was. He tried to assassinate all these Republic, 20 Republicans at this baseball field. He took 147 shots or more with a rifle, with guns, with uh, he had all kinds of ammo. He was there to kill and almost did. And yet it wasn't politically motiv- motivated. It was that was just suicide by cop. The guy was troubled and uh, he just wanted to be killed that day. How did they get away with that? How how, how do you and you know who's head of the FBI at the time? Uh, James Comey. 
Maybe you should focus on that, James, rather than wow. all of this Donald Trump. Maybe you should write a book about that. Like, how did you come to that conclusion? How did your FBI come to the conclusion that this had nothing to do with politics? <laughs> it's pretty incredible. I mean, let's think about this for a second. First of all, the shooting starts. You start getting some resistance fire. Mm-hmm. Then you just walk toward the people shooting at you with your gun drawn if you want to die. He kept shooting. Yeah. That's number oh, one. Number definitely two, trying to kill people. If he staked this out, then he knows there's not going to be security. And the only reason there was is because Scalise was there. Exactly. I mean, what? Oh, boy. How? I don't even know how that's even the realm of possibilities as to what he was motivated by. Death by cop. I, I, I mean, I don't, to my knowledge... This is an extensive article on this. There's no mention that he even had a suicide note, that he intended to be killed or to kill himself. Nothing. If you go to this park today, you can still see the bullet holes through the top of the dugout, the sheds, the metal poles on the fence. You see all of the carnage that was wrought there. And uh, and how desperately this guy tried to kill these Republican representatives. And just through the grace of God, none of them were killed. And why didn't the Democrats make anything out of this particular shooting? They just didn't care. It involved Republicans. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot and this was the Democrat practice, baseball practice, and this guy was shooting at Democrats? We'd still be hearing about it today. Oh, we'd hear about the motivation of the hateful Republican shooter. And we'd also mm-hmm. hear about how Republicans in Congress in this president have set this tone, and that's why he was driven to shoot Democrats. That's <laughs> what we would hear. But no. Happens the other way, we hear absolutely nothing. We hear death by cop was the motivation. Okay. I mean, it's <laughs> inconceivable. You keep using the horn. Mm-hmm. I don't think it means what you think it means. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear now. Yeah. Uh, 888-933-93. Let me tell you about a great way to um, help you lose weight and get healthier in your life. Just look better, feel better, have more energy. Diet and exercise are obviously the tried and true way. But if you add to that Riduzone, uh, it's going to make your life a lot easier. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. It uh, helps you lose weight and can help you keep that weight off. It's It was launched by a local company who took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA. Why would they use the OEA? Because that's been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite while it helps you also burn fat. So with decent nutrition and exercise, Riduzone helps you lose weight and then keep it off. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez, who hosts the news and why it matters, she lost over 100 pounds years ago. And but still struggles like we all do with cravings and you know she wants to eat, uh, but when she takes Riduzone, it curbs her appetite and helps keep her mind off of food all day. Go to Riduzone.com, enter the promo code Pat, and you'll get thirty percent off a three month supply. That's pretty serious savings. R i d u z o n e dot com, Riduzone dot com. Pat Gray unleashed the blaze radio network
is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, 900-3393. Uh, Pat Grand Leashed, got Jeffy and uh, Chewing the Fat coming up. And he's got another instance of, uh, I, th- I think this is also body cam footage. Yeah. Anyway, he's got another racial profiling story that's going to horrify you and show you what a racist people we are. I mean, it's embarrassing how bad this people is so intolerant. Just so hateful. Just so much mongering and hate. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, uh, it's Trump's we won't fault. say anymore. But it's Trump's fault. It's of not course Trump's, it's fault, Trump's fault. It's Bush's fault. We've got to figure out somebody. Some Republican president's fault. All these Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know, you, they're good for nothing. Good for nothing. 888 This This story kind of pains me because... I like Ryan Seacrest, but this is weird, weird. stuff. I don't know if you watch uh, this year's episode of American Idol. I think it's doing pretty well in the ratings. Uh, the judges are Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and uh, Luke Bryan. And Ryan Seacrest is back. And so Ryan Seacrest, I like him. Uh, I think he's a good guy. And I think he's fairly conservative. Don't tell anybody that because I don't think he wants it to get around. No, it's over now for him. But he's been accused of uh, sexual harassment by a makeup artist from E. And she doesn't work there anymore, but she supposedly wanted, she tried to extract $15 million from him. And so that seemed pretty illegitimate. Um, So we defended him on that. And this puts a little bit of doubt in the back of my mind. Uh, Ryan Seacrest Sunday night. On American Idol, they come back from commercial. He's standing there kind of leaning up against the judge's table, talking to Katy Perry. And here's what happened. Just to set the stakes. We're on. Your mom's pretty. My mom? Your mom's pretty. Well, I hope the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Woo! <laughs> you okay. are too. But you're not a mom? Yeah. Not yet. You want to talk about it? What? Wait. I'm late to Sorry. He realizes they're on. That was good. Are we live? I think we're back. Are we back? Yes. Are, are we is this real TV? Oh, this is it. Oh. <laughs> are, we, are we professionals? Yes. So, do you think? Do you think so far there are three front runners? Okay. Yeah. Now, now we change the subject uh-huh. real quick from your mom being beautiful and you're not being a mom. And do you want to talk about maybe you becoming a mom? And <laughs> what in the? She says, yeah. <laughs> She goes, uh, hopefully the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He says, it doesn't. Now, she was talking, so he repeats it again and says mm-hmm. it more creepily. It doesn't. Uh-huh. It, uh, that's a creepy segment. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, are you, you're you not a mom, are you? You want to talk about it? Uh, okay, this is awkward. And uh, let's Very? go back to commercial. It's inconceivable to me. You keep using that uh, word. I don't think it means what you think it means. That he didn't realize they were back and he kept going. Is that more inconceivable? The way he was just... Yeah, well, and I, I don't know how... Maybe he and Katie, Katy yeah. Perry have that kind of relationship. We don't know. They're not married to anybody. I don't think either one right? of them are yeah. married. I don't think so. Uh, and so maybe they just have that flirtatious relationship with each other. Maybe <laughs> it's not creepy to them. It certainly seemed creepy to us mm-hmm. as being innocent uh, uh, viewers of that little back and forth. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's kind of a weird comment. Hey, your mom's pretty. Um, 
Now, we don't know. And she didn't take it that way. We don't right. know what led to that. Right. They may have been talking about Might have been talking about her mom. And it was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day just passed. So. Wait a minute. It was Mother's Day. So maybe that's what they were discussing. And then he says, your mom's pretty, by the way. <laughs> but he said it in a creepy way. And then, You, you yeah. could have just said, your mom's pretty, by the way. He didn't say it in that tone. You know, it's like, your mom's pretty, by the way. Hopefully the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry? You're not. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, you're not a mom, though. No. You want to talk about that? I'm sorry? You want to do something about that? Uh, well, you know me. I am Katy Perry, so You want to meet me uh, after the broadcast? <laughs> oh, hey, we're back. Hey. Um, hey, do you think there are three people in contention who could win this thing? I don't know. What were you saying about <laughs> my motherhood? I, I don't know. That's really uh, interesting. <laughs> I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to. Yeah. Completely innocent. Okay. Then you're done. Then not, we're done here. Not creepy at all. No, he's a great guy. That Stop. was a that was a handsome man mm-hmm. flirting with a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. During a commercial break on mm-hmm. national television. Sure. I mean that's just a little that's all it was. detail there. That's all it was. <laughs> okay. He's so weird. Who produces and directs that show? Hey, get the message to them. You're on the air, stupids. <laughs> I don't know. Lionel Richie seemed to be enjoying the conversation. It was good entertainment for He him. did He's seem to like, kind of dig it, yeah. Oh, this is cool. I like this. Keep going. <laughs> this is fun. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, Or uh, you can tweet us, too, at Pat Unleash. Hashtag put that in your pipe. From struggling lumby officer. Are you Pat? Pat, yep. Officer, here's your ticket. <laughs> That's about how it goes, right? It is exactly how it goes. Oh, Mr. Gray, rolling back through town. Nice to see you. I think on the one ticket that I got the warning, I was on the same road where I'd gotten about four prior to that, and some of them had come from the same cop who pulled me over. And he came He came up to my window, and he's like, uh, is, he's like, ugh. Is there a reason that you keep speeding through this area? I said, well, is there a legitimate reason that would get me out of having a ticket for this? And he's like, well, yeah, if uh, you're on the way to a hospital with a medical emergency or you're about to have a baby. I'm both. (laughs) I have both of those. And he laughed. And I think that's the one time. The one time I got a, I got a warning. I got, I got it solved for you then. Yeah. Carry a, um, like a fake pregnancy suit in your car at all times and just strap it on real quick. Maybe uh, bring an EPT test with Uh me that somebody else took and I just keep it. Yeah. Look at, I'm pregnant and I'm on my way to the hospital right now. You know, somebody, Uh, my water broke. So somebody told me that they, uh, that, that a good way to get out of a ticket is to keep like a dead bee. And like a little jewelry, like a little earring type box in your glove compartment. And then so a glove box. And then so if you get pulled over, you quickly grab the dead pee, fling it up on the dash. And then when he walks up, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I lost. I didn't realize what was happening. I was trying to get this bee from stinging me. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm just saying. Of course, you don't want to touch the bee and then it just breaks apart. And so <laughs> old. Uh, from Fidgety Widget. I'd love to see. I'd love to see body cam footage of a Pat traffic stop. He's probably got that system so streamlined that he's in and out in less than a minute. <laughs> Just, where do I sign? Where do I sign? I got it. Thank you. Have a great day off. <laughs> uh, ELS, 
writes, I'm wondering when Black Lives Matter is going to officially object to the body cams, which they demanded be there following Ferguson. Hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, 15 tickets. Perhaps just find somebody to drive you around. Maybe Jeffy. Oh, wow. How would yeah. you like to get a ride from Jeffy every day to work? You uh, like that? No. No? No, thank you. Okay. Uh, that is what Glenn says all the time. You know what? You should just get a driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I should. Yeah, oh, like boy. That's a... Yeah. A common man. <laughs> then when you're complaining reply. about airport security, he's like, well, you know what? You should just get your own private plane. <laughs> then you don't have to go through the, all the security. Right. You got do what other, I do. Go, just get a plane. Got any other life tips for me there? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. No, he's, he's got the really effective and really logical uh, life tips for us. <sighs> and he's a helper. Uh-huh. As I think we all know. Yeah, but don't be getting rides from Jeffy because you know how many stops at fast food joints you have to make on the way in, on the way home. I mean, that would you would never get in. <laughs> and what time does he start his commute? Like, well, Jeffy has to leave the night before to get here every morning. <laughs> yes, because there's a lot of Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> yes, uh, there are. and Chick Fil A's between here and his house. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll talk to Jeffy. Chew the fat with him. Uh, coming up next. Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. I guess we're getting a lot of questions about the Jeffy music. Why? Mm-hmm. Why we're not playing it for this? Yeah, where's the other segment well, anymore? Yeah. What's going on? This. this. Frankly, I'm sick to death of it. I hate it now. Okay, so there's your answer, all the <laughs> so, folks on Twitter. At, at, so I, I saw on Monday. It's so funny that you said that because on Monday. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were recording a Talking Fear, mm-hmm. I have Max come in and my son. He comes in and records it with us as one of the co-hosts, and he goes. You know, Pat doesn't play the music anymore. Why not? <laughs> Everybody's missing miss it. He misses he it. He said, I, I kind of liked it. I said, well, you know, yeah. it is called the elephant walk. <laughs> and he goes, no, I, I know, Dad. Just, <laughs> so if your son is, <laughs> is fine with yet another subtle goes, slam on yeah, you. Yeah, he goes, I, uh-huh. no, I, I know, Dad. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pat, Pat doesn't miss it. Do you miss it, Jeffy? Do you miss oh, it? Oh, yeah, man, I mean, of course that right you there it. was. Right? It was, I mean, brought back it's going to be in my head forever memory. now. Yeah. Maybe we should take a vote. Call us and uh, uh, call yeah, us at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety. Definitely call us. Let us know your opinions. But uh, or, uh, be an at Pat or Unleashed, we'll tweet yeah. this out momentarily. See, this is what happened it'll with the dumb uh, uh, James K. Polk Tuesday yes. thing. It'll be overwhelming. Yes. Uh huh. Everybody, everybody loves it, and they, you know, it's like uh, it's like a Britney Spears song, right? I mean, by the time. You're still playing Britney Spears, and you're like, I can't take it anymore. I can't anymore. take one more. And every other call is, I'd really like to hear the Britney Spears song. I really like to hear the Britney Spears song. Yeah. No! Yeah. 
Look, we got sick of Britney Spears the second time we heard it. Right. Now we're on time 2,936. <laughs> Stop it. <So. laughs> Stop it. 888-933-93. Here is Jeffy to chew the fat. Um, happy uh, honor our LGBT Elders Day, by the way. Oh. Yeah. That's, I noticed I didn't hear. Uh, is that really what day it is today? It's, it's part a... of uh, honor our LGBT Elders Day. So. Okay. Let's you know, do that. So it's good. Get right on mm-hmm. that. It's a good day to. Honor them. Uh, every time you play the lottery, and I know that you don't play the lottery, Pat, but those of us that do, uh, you know, it's always been a, a constant joke of, you know, if I win the lottery. You know, like the cartoon with the guy standing on the boss's desk and he's urinating on the boss, and the caption is, you must have won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a guy in Illinois that uh, won $125 million, and uh, he hated his boss so much that he ordered $200,000 worth of manure and uh, had them come to his boss's property and uh, dump 20,000 tons of manure on his boss's front lawn. Oof. Oh, boy. Wow. And he was, I, I know. Was he arrested for that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he was standing across the street laughing, watching, told the police, admitted to it right then. Oh, man. They called the police. The police took 15 minutes to get wow. there. So before the 15 minutes arrived, uh, they more dumped a th- lot of manure. More than 10,000. Golly. That, it cost like, him 200000 for yeah. this little statement? Yeah. And it's on his lawn? Yeah, it's on, it's on his boss's <laughs> lawn. And the police... Uh, Green grass coming. He said, good, look, I worked for the victim for 17 years. I was treated like S. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> says I had to endure his mistreatment because he needed the money. Now that I've won $125 million, it's time for revenge. So, um, and the police, I, you know, he's arrested. Look, he's freed on bail. He, okay. Did, is he facing jail time or just a fine? I'm not quite positive about that. You know, we'll see. I'm sure that you'd have to think they'll make him pay for the cleanup and everything, which he, which he already did. And he already said, look, I mean, the police did a, <laughs> that was part of the police statement of, nice of statement, why he though. did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he said that, uh, he said, uh, when asked by organized, what would you do with the money? He simply answered, uh, just read the news. You'll see. A few other pranks uh, to pull over the next few oh, weeks. Okay. So he's got a few mm-hmm. more coming to people that uh, didn't treat him right. And where was this guy? I mean, I just enjoy your Illinois, money, man. I, that's yeah, what I right. say. Move on Seriously. and enjoy that's your money. You, you won the lottery. Mm-hmm. You got it. Why waste it on truckloads of manure and perhaps yeah. medical bills if he crosses the wrong person? Yeah. Are you, did you just threaten him? I said if he crosses wow. the wrong I mean, person, I don't wow. know the man. He's speaking of violence, so. Jeez. Okay. That's good. Okay. Uh, 2018 American Fitness Index is out by the American College of Sports Medicine. Uh, You know, this ranks uh, residents' healthy behaviors, low smoking, uh, in comparison with, uh, you know, the 100 largest cities. Mm -hmm. All right. So the top 10 Mm -hmm. most fit cities in America, Boise, Idaho, San Jose, California, St. Paul, Minnesota, Denver, Colorado, Seattle, Washington, coming in on the top five, Portland, Oregon, Madison, Wisconsin, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, and coming in at number one, my old hometown, yeah. Arlington, Virginia. So wait, when Arlington, you left, Virginia is your old <laughs> when, when, when you it, was, left, it was a lot fitter uh, when they, I was became, there. Okay, that's it was a lot fitter happened. when I was there. <laughs> They climbed to number one when I the left. The criteria they use is suspect. Well, yes. Yes, it is. They talk, the amount of parks you have, that doesn't mean you're fit just because you've got parks in your town. Well, 
It's, it has nothing to do with your fitness. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got to go to the park and run or jog because or the do park, something because there. Because the park is there, that's why uh-huh. you, you go, right? Uh, I guess. Well, yeah, if the park is there, you can go, but you don't necessarily have to or want to. Right. It, it talks about chronic disease and mental health and yeah. smoking and mm-hmm. nutrition and, of course, public transportation. Yeah, with public transport. What does that have to do with anything? Because you're healthier if you use public transportation. Are you? Yeah. Oh, clearly. okay. I so mean, what are you doing? If I drive my car to work, I'm less yeah, healthy less, than somebody who takes the yes, subway. because you have to walk a ways to get uh, the train. Okay. I mean, don't you see, I see people walking up to the train over here in uh, Irving, which, by the way, was ranked uh, 54th. Mm. Uh, I you, see people see walking people up to the train. Oh, to yeah. the train or just by the train? Looks no, like there's more and more people oh, wow. uh, riding the train every day now. Now, what they've done is they, they built, like, built the train. Uh-huh. And they have the tracks, and it goes a few different places. But then they've loaded up that entire area with like eight hundred million apartments. They've built apartment build apartment complexes all around that area. So mm-hmm. there's you, you're bound to hit a few, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. so it's it's you know now I've seen about a dozen. That sounds better than dozen. Houston, where we've got a train that goes from one commercial district to another commercial district. Yeah, it doesn't go from where people live to where <laughs> they work. It's, it's no so sense. weird. And now I see that the bus depot, which is right across from the train station here in Irving, what they've done now to make some money, and I don't know if the city is involved or not, but I see them doing it all the time. They opened up the big concert venue the across the way. Mm-hmm. So the employees park in the bus parking lot. Oh, boy. And they take a bus from the bus parking lot to the, what is it, the pavilion? Toyota, music. whatever it is, the mu- the big music concert. So they all work there, but they park in the Irving bus parking lot. Wow. So if the city's not getting a piece of it, hello. Hmm. You know, Foreigner's <laughs> going to be at that uh, music venue in two months. Pat, you going? Is that right? Yeah. Just down yeah. the road here. Tom Jones is going to be there in a week. I'm I, thinking about going. You know, I, I've I've gone kind of gone back and forth on whether to see Foreigner now because Lou Graham's not, be bummed. not in it anymore. Yeah. But supposedly, and I've been told by listeners, that have gone. The new guy is really good, yeah, and, the, and he pulls it off pretty well. I mean, you but missed the Oklahoma so concert because you had the kidney thing, uh-huh. and now it's going to be 1.1 miles from here. You really have no excuses. And anymore. what day is it? I believe it's July 26, 27. So it's late July. For Christmas, uh, my daughter got me and my wife tickets to Def Leppard Journey, which is going to be a good one. And that's coming up, I think, in August. Here? Yeah. In Irving? Yeah. No. Well, I don't know if it's in Irving. Somewhere in the area the saturday yeah. july 21st the pavilion at toyota music factory one mile from here huh wow huh yeah they, might be I, worth look, doing. they've been bringing in some big acts no might question be worth doing been bringing in some serious acts and they've been packing some people in mm-hmm. i mean you talk about foreigner but i mean i just said tom jones is going to be there in a week <laughs> tom <laughs> jones thinking about going how old is sir, that guy tom now jones. sir tom jones what I is get... tom 81 maybe it has to be at least 80 because maybe he, was, he had his hits were mostly in the 60s Whoa, whoa, he's he's seventy seven. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm being told. Okay. He looks I'm surprised. Good. Yeah, he's good. He does. He oh, looks I love great. I date him. I would too. I date him. Yeah. But but anyway, I know you go there. I mean, just think in the old days, the women that used to throw their underwear up on the stage. Now, uh huh. Speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that, the oldest man in America is a Texan. The oldest man. In America okay. is Texan. I know you're talking about the oldest lady in the world, in the world right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this guy is 112, lives in Austin, uh, sits mm. on his sits on his front porch every day, smoking his cigars. Mm. 
uh, 112, lives uh, the oldest man in America and as well as the nation's oldest veteran. Still have his faculties? Oldest veteran, yeah. You know, the, the woman in Russia we talked about earlier that's 128 years Oof. old. Okay, Can that be was, documented? I mean, that's... No. Um, she's got ID that says she was born in 1889. Still, though. But... Oof. Supposedly, her records were lost in the Chechen War, so they don't have everybody's proof got an positive. Excuse. But she hates life, and she's got all her faculties. Well, this guy loves it. I guess yeah. her vision is starting to go, but but she's you know still uh, literate. She's still with it. She can talk. She can think. She can walk. She can. She lives on her own. I mean, it's pretty amazing at 128. Well, this guy has the nurses come in. I know he was uh, he was struggling for financially a while ago, and they set up a GoFundMe, got him, a, you know, made a, a bunch of money for him, and then he has the nurses check in on him every day. Mm. But he uh, he said, "I just got to get my energy back." He's bummed he doesn't have any energy, you know. But he you know he eats regular, loves sugar, he smokes a cigar, sits on his front porch. They named the street after him. He's living on Richard Overton Avenue. Wow. And people, you know, he sits on his porch all day. People drive by and stop by and see him. And so, I mean, he's he's loving life. He's remembered working for, he remembered working in uh, for 25 cents a day. Mm. 25 cents a day. 25 cents a day. You know, he's lost wow. all his brothers and sisters. His wife, wife has died. He fought in World War II, five years uh, in the South Pacific with the all-black engineer battalion. Tell me things haven't changed. And um, mm-hmm. he said that he's seen things that he never would have imagined. And, of course, they topped it off with his, you know, Barack Obama becoming president, which was huge, mm-hmm. no question. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's fine. That's I mean, great. 100, yeah, the 128-year-old woman is lonely, though, because she just lost her daughter. Um, mm. Her daughter died at 104. <laughs> you, wow. um, you imagine... Your daughter is 104? <laughs> and you outlived her. Incredible. That is incredible. Just an incredible that story. Incredible. Seems like just yesterday yeah. she was changing her diapers. Right? Well, well she well, might, it may well. have been, actually. It so. just seems like last century I was changing her diapers. <laughs> Maybe we didn't have diapers. Uh, after the Chechen War, <laughs> I think we were using probably corn stalks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were definitely cloth. Yes. All right, I know earlier you were. I've got some, some other stuff that we'll get to tomorrow because I want to get to this... Um, it's racial profiling from the police. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it horrific? Is, um, it's out of control. It's got to stop, is what it does. And, yeah, and, yeah. And I, I barely, it, I can barely tell you the story, but I will. Uh, you know, there was, a, there was a campus tour on Colorado State University, and uh, two young Native American students who joined the tour uh, late, they showed up late, uh, Thomas Gray and Lloyd Gray, uh, they went to CSU from New Mexico. They drove there because they wanted to go to this school. They wanted to go to this school so bad because it was so close to Denver and they could go to concerts. That's why they picked the school. And, uh, but mm-hmm. they showed up late. And uh, somebody complained. A caller called the campus police. And wouldn't have, you know, said, uh, hey, um, we're on tour. And uh, they were acting strangely. They wouldn't share their names. Uh, when they got a hold of the, when they showed up late, they wouldn't share their names or what they were doing there. They were just, you know, coming tagging along at the back of the. Do you have to share your name to be part of the tour? No, but I mean, you came up to the, you got to the tour, you got there late. It was they were touring the school. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's what's your names? Welcome to the tour. You know, uh huh. No, okay. I guess, guess you don't have to. All right. You know, uh, Mr. Yeah. Racist. No, you're I'm, right. I'm on okay. their side. I I don't want them to have to share their name if they don't want to. And uh, look. The lady said, maybe I'm being completely paranoid with everything, you know, with everything that's happened. 
dispatcher asked if uh, they if she knew that they were white males. She said, "I think they're Hispanic. <laughs> they were, you know, they're American Indian, <laughs> Native Americans, but that's okay, whatever." So um, the police showed up. I mean, they had to, right? The lady mm-hmm. called and said, "We're concerned. We're not real sure. They're wearing, you know, dark T-shirts and a dark hoodie, and they're not talking. And they joined late. And the police showed up and really harassed them. I mean." It showed their racism for five minutes. Mm-hmm. For five whole long minutes, they just berated them. They they pulled them out of the tour. Yeah, beat them. Beat them with clubs. I can only show you. I mean, there's. I've got the entire video, but you're going to want to stop it after about a minute. All right, let's see. Because it. if you're watching on Blaze Television, I'm sorry. If you're watching, if you're listening on Blaze Radio, hey, you'll hear the the racism. Oh, he doesn't have an ID. Oh, no. Well, one of them does. One of them does. Good. I mean, you don't have to have an ID, right? So No, and, he, and, and, and that's fine, right? That's They're fine. not driving, so... Well, I think you're supposed to have some sort of identification on you. You don't have to. I think you do. This is America. This is not the Soviet yeah. Union. Papers, please. I don't think so. No, you don't have to. I think no. Yeah, I have to believe uh-uh. you are. If you, no. No, you don't. Yeah, if, if you, you're walking down the sidewalk doing nothing, mm-hmm. and the police show up and just start asking you questions. If they, if they stop you, you, you don't have, have to have an ID. No, you don't have to. Mm-mm. You don't have to. Not in the United States of America. I would say you do. You don't. But I'm with you. I'm with, it's okay. okay. I'm, all, I'm all for not having one. All right. Trust me. I'm all for I, not having one. I mean, but, it, it, only if they make it an issue that they don't have ID would it be a wait, problem. What but state still, is this? Okay, so, they're in Colorado. Colorado. Right, this is Colorado. Okay. So anyway, so the, the one kid has uh, an ID and they have the, uh, and he has the uh, um, invitation on his phone, right? The invitation on his phone to be part of the tour, which is, mm-hmm. he's, and that's what the officer said. Great. Yeah, show it to me. And so he's looking for it on his phone. The only reason they patted his pockets down was because he wanted to keep putting his hands in his pockets. And they asked him, hey, you know, keep if you're going to if you have a habit of doing that, let's pat your pockets down because we you know, we don't want you keep putting your hands in your pockets. We get nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, the mother did a Facebook post. I'm so furious right now. I could explode. Uh, my boys, 17 or 19, uh, scraped together dollars together and took our family van to Fort Collins to tour Colorado State University campus. It was their dream. The boys were shy and quiet. We weren't actively participating in the tour banter, so someone got nervous and called the campus police on them. The police pulled them aside, the officer, and he then they let him go. <laughs> By the time they had the, lost the sight of the tour, they called me saying someone called the police on them because they were quiet. I told them, leave immediately. 
Um, I'm sure Colorado State I'm, is really sad that they're not. I'm lucky mm-hmm. my sons are both alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really threatening. That was. Scary, um, scary situation. Co- well, the university has apologized. Good. Uh, got <laughs> Refunded their money. Jeez. Mm, uh, what did they pay money for? The tour. Oh, it did cost them yeah. part of the tour? And, uh, you know, because the one kid was going huh. there, the other kid's going to another school that's closer to a concert venue. They wanted to- <laughs> They wanted to go to school there. Red Rocks? And, and, uh, well, yeah, you want to go to school close to Red Rocks yeah. so you can party. And, and uh, one of the t-shirts, the, the t-shirt that the kid had on that didn't have ID, uh-huh. uh, Red Cattle Decapitation, which is a death metal band. Uh, Could have, you know, and the mother was even said in her, they're wearing a t-shirt. What matters? What kind of matters are the clothes wear? How come my kids can't wear whatever they want? Well, they can. Yeah. But when they come up and don't talk to people. And you have they a might cattle suspicion. decapitation T-shirt on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone realizes that that's a death metal band. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, but can't... the cop did nothing to him, right? Didn't Correct. slap on the cops. Didn't beat him down. Talked do to him said, and even said, yeah. you know, hey, mm-hmm. we, we got to check it out. We will We're settle up. our ID uh, conversation <laughs> coming up here in a second. Let me tell you about uh, Mercury Real Estate. Uh, most people don't necessarily have a great relationship with the realtor that's trying to sell their home really? or trying to help them buy one. Yeah, because it's Cause an iffy science. A lot of times. <laughs> yes. A lot of times. You know, and here it is, the biggest investment you're ever probably going to make in your life. You want to make sure it's uh, you have a good partner in buying or selling your property. Real Estate Agents I Trust was a network put together by Glenn and Tanya, and they have... A network of over 1,200 agents that they rigorously qualify based on experience, marketing plans, what kind of character do these people have, and what kind of results do they get for their clients. Plus, they're fans of the show. So you can pretty much count on the fact that, in general, they share your principles and values. you got that in common with them. So if you're trying to sell your house and you want to get the most out of it, of course you do, and you want to sell it fast and you want to relieve the stress, go to... Uh, realestateagentsitrust.com, and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Here. Uh, this Colorado State thing is another non-issue, just like the other two body cam uh, experiences Amen. we showed you earlier today. But the one thing that it brought up that I, w- I wasn't uh, that we're kind of looking into is whether or not you have to because the cop asked them for their for ID and one of them didn't have one it. of them didn't have it. You don't have it. Well, so and, and, and that's what happened, right? I mean, I, I I was the one that made the deal over over the cop being nice about that kid not having any ID. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I, I, man, it's tough for me to think that you can't, if you're out in public like you that, have you to be able have to. your ID. Right. I, I don't have to take my, if I'm not driving, why should I have to have my ID with me? This is the I United States. You are. Uh, this says, <laughs> this legal page that I'm looking at says there's no place in the nation where just being in public without, a, uh, without ID is illegal. So it's not illegal to be out in public without ID. But what if I think you committed a crime? 
then you think I committed a crime. So what? Then arrest I me for it. I want to know who you are. But uh, if I wasn't planning to commit the crime in the first place, I shouldn't have had to have ID on me, right? But then when I get out uh, into the open and I see an opportunity to commit a crime <laughs> and the police catch me for it, if I don't have ID, what are you going to do about that? Now, then you're in trouble. You're going to arrest then, me for the crime, not for not having ID. Then you're in trouble, my friend. <laughs> okay. I, it makes sense, right? I mean, obviously, yes, yeah. this is America, and you're not supposed to you're have an have ID. But show your papers. I mean, that, was, that was the whole thing behind some of the setups of the videos of police officers, right? The guy walking down the street with open carry and doesn't have an ID, and the police officer, I don't have to have an ID. Why? You think I committed a crime? Mm-hmm. You think of me a crime? And trying to set, make the police officers look bad, which leads yes. me to there's not a police officer in America that should go out without a body cam. I mean, uh, I oh my gosh. For your these, own protection. Yes. These show how good mm-hmm. our police officers are for sure. Uh, every In every case, they were polite. They were professional. I mean, you can be mad at they them for were giving appropriate. you a ticket. You can, yeah. And, you can, and I think and about... I d- and I am every time I get one. It pisses me off. I'm, I'm not. But I, I, I did get away with the last one, so I'm good with that. <laughs> And it, it was it wasn't I don't think it was for beauty, but it could have been. Uh. <laughs> I think I think it was probably because I had the Santa suit in the rider seat, and he didn't want to give Santa Claus a ticket. But I call it beauty. Is that you, what you call it? If you want to live in your fantasy world, you certainly yeah, welcome. We to. call you blind. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We have a uh, gubernatorial candidate from Kansas coming up in a second. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A couple of days ago, we played this uh, really refreshing ad for governor in Kansas from Patrick Kuchera. Uh, just to remind you of what that was. Uh, here's a portion of the ad. There's a new day ahead for Kansas. A new era of growth forged by a new conservative leader, Patrick Kuchera. <laughs> This is your typical campaign ad. An ad where I talk to these seniors because, well, seniors vote. Where I walk with my sleeves rolled up with this guy just to show I'm down to earth. Where I laugh as I play a board game with my family. Read a book to these little kids. And overused political buzzwords like sustainability, community, and future. Now that's your typical campaign ad. But I am not your typical candidate. I'm a lot like you. I've never held office. I've never even run for office. You know, today, I believe political experience is the worst kind of experience. Hmm. And that's why I so strongly support term limits to get rid of career politicians in both parties. You know, politicians have made politics a production. And I've never known when a production can actually solve problems that we face today. When did a production in politics 
ever alleviate the pain that Kansas families are facing today. Oh, it's a great ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, Patrick Kachera joins us now on The Blaze. Uh, Pat, welcome to, uh, to The Blaze. Hey, good to be here. I'm a Blaze fan. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you definitely got our attention with, with that ad. Uh, who conceived that? Was that was that done in a brainstorming session? Did you have a, just a really good uh, uh, media company that came up with that for you? Well, actually, it was combination. Probably uh, politics has changed, you know, kind of chased me for my entire adult life as I've traveled America and the world and across Kansas. And I, you know, for the most part, didn't have a lot of interest. Yeah. And uh, when when it kind of the brand of Kansas changed uh, over the last few years, and people started really asking the entrepreneurial evangelist to uh, bring a revival of revenue to Kansas. And some of my advisors started talking to me about doing something in my own backyard in Kansas. I said, well, I'm not going to be a typical candidate if I do it. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be an evangelist. I'm going to be an innovative entrepreneur. And if my brand for my books and my businesses, if if I can be that Mm -hmm. and it works, uh, then I'll be a politician. But I will not be your typical politician. And so we had a retreat. Uh, and I'll put a plug out there for my entire team, but I was with the strategy group in Columbus, Ohio. And as I remember, I literally said, you know what? I'm not going to do what the typical politician does where they sit with their family at a board game. And, you know, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to just roll through some, some plant, roll up my sleeve and, you know, just act Mm -hmm. like I'm down to earth. I want to talk to people. I'm a pastor. I want to connect with their hearts and minds. And uh, that's what I attempted to do, and it's good to be on the blaze with you. I want to blaze a new trail in politics. How about that? Yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, especially in a world where we have politicians using the F word against the NRA trying to get attention, this is such a great and refreshing way to do it. So what is it that you do in uh, in real life when you're not running for governor? What What kind of entrepreneur are you? You said you're a pastor, but you also must have some businesses. Yes, I have some businesses. As a matter of fact, uh, some of the businesses uh, me and my partners have worked on for a decade. Most people don't even know about it, but I'll be going public with a couple of the announcements. Uh, and not literally going public as in, you know, like New York Stock Exchange, that kind of going public. But Kansas is the center of the aviation universe. And uh, if you go back and really study what goes on in Kansas and aviation, and I'm an aviation innovator, and I will mm. be going public now that I'm going into the public sector, if you will. Uh, I'm going to get asked about it a lot more, but uh, we're, we're down the road on some things that I think will literally change the industry of aviation in general. There has not been a major breakthrough in aviation technology in 100 to 120 years. Uh, the turbine, the prop engine, uh, mm-hmm. the prop propeller and all of that, uh, Kansas is – we're going to get Kansas flying again, and that's one of my uh, – what are my lines? I, I want to get Kansas going from the brand that it is, a flyover state, to we need to be the fly-to state. And uh, nobody's out telling that story. Previous administrations were so internally focused that they forgot the people of Kansas. And we've got a great story. We, we, we find ourselves strategically sitting at the center of, the, of America. I-35 north-south, I-70 east-west crosses right here in our state. And uh, there's nobody out challenging the CEOs, CFOs, and COs of major corporations uh, and saying, you have a fiduciary responsibility to vet Patrick Kuchera if God so allows me to lead Kansas. And if the people of Kansas elect me, 
uh, I'm going to tell that story to CEOs around the, you know, really truly around the world, not just America, because they, if they looked at their P&L statement, uh, they should be in Kansas and they aren't. Um, we, we have, we have the highest in the nation. We lead the nation in 25 to 29 year olds leaving our state. And that's going to stop in a Kachera PK entrepreneurial evangelistic administration. If uh, PK gets into P- to Topeka. Uh, is there so you must be in a in a in a primary against uh, several other Republican candidates? When, when does that happen? Uh, well, it's actually at the first week of August, August seventh. Yes, uh, there's a couple of great candidates. If you like career politicians, okay. if you like typical politicians, you've got a couple of great candidates. I voted for them myself. Uh, if you want people that manage a state, uh, you got uh, Chris Kobach, who's done a great job in so many ways. Uh, and then uh, we got Collier, who was lieutenant governor for Brownback. I'll save my comments right now and be nice. Uh, but the reality, if you want somebody to manage the state as a career politician and a typical politician, you got great choices. What I always looked for as a citizen, because I'm just like you, this is my first time ever running. I always look for what separates people. And in a primary, that's yeah. uh, really sometimes hard to do. With liberal Democrats and generals, it's very easy. But in this case, it's pretty simple. There's no gray here. If you want a career politician and a typical politician, uh, you got a couple of great choices. But if you would like somebody that wouldn't just manage the state but actually change the state, uh, then, 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 then we got to get an entrepreneurial mindset that literally is absent from government and, most of all, our educational system, which I want to bring entrepreneurial education to the classroom and believe me, the, uh, th- that's going to get some attention when you start hearing about that. It's a national message, not just a Kansas message. Some of the things that you mentioned in your ad, uh, the Second Amendment, for instance, um, how, how do you respond to people talking about the common sense gun regulation, that they're all about the Second Amendment, but what we need are just some common sense uh, reforms? How, how do you respond to those people? Well, first of all, uh, the same way Thomas, <laughs> anyway, I could go, I was going to regress back to common sense, which really, uh, you know, paved the way for independence from Great Britain and, and, and really led a revolution. But it is common sense. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've got a movement in this country where political correctness is being uh, finally exposed for what it is. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I am a hunting, fishing outdoorsman i'm a maniac in the outdoors i lead expeditions for uh you know on in the woods and in the water and and i am pro second amendment and and anybody who knows me or researches me knows that but we we got to stop the madness and the truth of it is it can be stopped all you got to do is look at uh, nations like israel they prevented the stop they haven't had any problems for decades now so why don't we just look at what they're doing to protect their kids no, you know what we'd do? Uh, we'd keep doing some of the same thing. And, and then when the guns are going off, um, everybody's talking about how we need to change laws. And, and, and we just need to enforce the laws that we do have. But, yeah, I'm pro-Second right. Amendment. I'm pro-life. I'm right. I'm way right. Uh, everybody knows that. I'm a pastor. I'm a constitutionalist. I'm a Christian. And, and I'm right. But I'm also an innovator, and I'm also creative, and uh, I want to talk about what, how it changes the state of Kansas externally and selling the story of Kansas. We have something great uh, to offer the world in America. It's just not being told correctly. What would you say is the biggest problem your, your state faces, and, and how would you handle it? 
Well, I think the the first thing is, um, you know, Brownback passes the largest tax decrease in the history of Kansas. Uh, And it was called an experiment and it didn't work. And we could argue about why it did or it didn't. I'll save that for another show. But recently, uh, they just reversed that and passed uh, the largest tax increase in the state of Kansas. How inept. What are the people of Kansas to do? Let me tell you, it just shows how inept government leaders are, that they do not understand the entrepreneurial mindset. I mean, this is, this, is, this is economic suicide. Here I am traveling the world telling the story of why companies need to come to Kansas. I've done this all over the world. And they, pull up, they pass a political taxation. It's like a car that goes off the road on one side, and then they overcorrect and they crash on the others. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just ridiculous. It shows their ineptness of what it really takes to attract innovators and entrepreneurs. And if elected, if, you know, if the people of Kansas put me in there, uh, I'm going to change Kansas to something I call the state of the art. We're going to get Kansas flying again, aviation, rail, trucks and transportations. It'll be a 21st century destination center. It's nowhere in the world. Believe me, I've been in most of the major airports across the country and around the world. And they put a lot of time into this and a lot of thought to it. And it might not work in a lot of places of the country, but in the center of America, it can. It makes economic sense. And CEOs, CFOs, COs listening to my voice right now, I'm putting the word out publicly because if you hear my voice, you have a fiduciary responsibility to vet me to your shareholders. So mm-hmm. call Patrick Kuchera, PK for governor. And Kansas is open for a different kind of business. You know, the, the problem, Pat, is politicians. The only way they know how to define revenue is by taking it from you. I'm going to say that sure. again. It's worth saying 30 times. Their definition of revenue is taxation. It's from taking it from you. They don't know how to make money as a state. And so you hear that classic conservative candidate and and the ones that are running right now just keep saying it all over the state you want to know what the difference between pk and the other candidates is they say we don't have a revenue problem they say we have a spending problem and that's ridiculous can i ask you a question pat Mm -hmm. you were the chairman of a board and you sat over a board and you heard chris kobach or any of the other guys running for governor and they said, hey, we don't have a revenue problem. And now you're looking for a CEO of your company. And, Pat, they said to you, we don't have a revenue problem. Would you hire them as a CEO? No. Thank you. So, no. listen, I'm putting the word out to all Republicans all across the country. They say it in every county. They say it in every election. They're saying it right here in Kansas. It was in his opening statements. I'm telling you. The only way they know how to generate revenue is to take it from you. I believe in innovative public-private partnerships where I view the state of Kansas with all its assets, resources, and a given strategic location in the greatest country in America and say nobody is selling the benefits of this state to generate revenue, which means income, which now will offset the taxation that's they're putting on the backs and the burden and becoming a burden to the people of Kansas. So I'm not saying the revival of revenue is a platitude, Pat. I'm saying it's a reality for the people. And if they put me in office and God wants me to serve, I will show a model in our educational system and our government 
that's not been seen ever in America in any state. Uh, it's that simple. And I hope and pray that God gives me the opportunity to do it. If not, I'll continue to take this message nationwide. How are you doing so far in the polls? Uh, is, it, is it looking promising? Or are you starting to have an impact there? Well, I will say this. Um, we haven't had a poll since I announced. Wow. Um, nobody, nobody, nobody thought that I was going to run. A lot of people have said, you're the last one in. Why'd you wait this long? Actually, I was one of the first to declare, but I did it privately. I didn't go public. And so nobody really saw me coming. But, you know, if you're familiar with, uh, you know, the Chinese bamboo, it, 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 uh, <laughs> it, it forms a root system. Uh-huh. Uh, for five to seven years, and then grows 500 feet in a year. You literally watch it grow. I'm in it to win it. I'm putting my own money in it. I'm generating my own revival of revenue, and I'm going to go for it. And if great people like you, great conservatives like you, continue to get my voice heard, then here's what's going to happen. We've had 60,000, 70,000 people view that video, and it was just a week ago today. It's buzzing. It's going everywhere. <laughs> and a lot of people are liking what they heard. And uh, I hope mm-hmm. it continues. And, and I really just, like I said at the beginning, I want to blaze a new trail. The gap between government and business is widening. And it's, it's really sad. Uh, and, and we need truly to invade government with data analytics, technologies, and things that the real world runs on. And we need to uh, really change the way we do government from an entrepreneurial mindset. But here's the problem, Pat. Abraham Lincoln said that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of the government in the next. Mm-hmm. And he was right. And if you have a schoolroom that promotes what I call the entitlement mentality, this disease of dependency, it's a mentality. It is the cancer of America. And the rule that offsets that, the philosophy that offsets that, is the entrepreneurial mindset. And I want to get an entrepreneurial education in the school system that matches a 21st century economy that we really live in. I mean, it's unbelievable how far behind we are. And ask any entrepreneur, ask any innovator, ask the CEOs of major corporations, and they'll, they'll reinforce what I'm saying. So I think they're going to get behind me in record numbers. I love your energy. I love your fire. Uh, good luck to you. If, if people want to get involved in your campaign and help out, how do they do that? PKforgovernor.com. Okay. And they can go right there. Listen, if what I'm saying to you touches your heart, then uh, let your treasure, your time, your thought, your talk, your talents, and your treasure. I, I welcome it. We will make history, Pat, if I win. And, uh, and you know what I mean by that? I'm, I would be the first governor to come in this late and win. I love challenges. I'm doing it for the people. I love God. I love business. And I love people. And politics gives me the opportunity to sit right at that intersection and love people and love God and do it for his glory. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Uh, good luck, Pat. We, we'll, we'll talk to you again. Uh, PKforgovernor.com if uh, you'd like to help him out. Um, it's a different kind of a refreshing kind of politician there mm-hmm. who hasn't been a politician. And, and that's probably why. And it worked really well for Donald Trump. Maybe it'll work well for Patrick Cachera, too, uh, who sounds, by the way, a lot more conservative than Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> if you're like many Americans, you probably have a gun at home for uh, personal protection. Let me ask you this, though. When was the last time you practiced with it? And when was the last time you practiced with it in your house? Yeah, probably never. Well, iTarget Pro has revolutionized home 
firearm training. First of all, you save a bunch of money in that you don't have to buy ammunition. iTarget uses your actual gun and your smartphone with their app and a laser in place of the bullet. So every time you squeeze the trigger, the laser shows you exactly where you're hitting the target, where your shots are landing. It's a fantastic system. Saves you a bunch of money. Incredibly convenient. Now you can practice home defense in your home where you probably need to. You can test different angles. You can maximize your tactical advantage. And you can do it using your own personal firearm. Plus, save 10% right now when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network wow was parkland that parkland massacre had to be the most preventable tragedy not prevented ever you said it man they now have a list you know keep in mind all the things we already know that were ignored the 30 some visits to the house where this murderer lived uh, pointing a gun at somebody's head. The people who came forward and said, hey, this guy's super disturbed. You might want to look into it. And he's got an arsenal. All the things ignored by the FBI and the Sheriff's Department and the police in that area. Now there's 58. Now we find out 58 more school infractions. 58 <laughs> that were ignored. He had no criminal record despite dozens of disciplinary infractions. Uh, but there was one case in which Broward County school administrators, administrators were obligated to send him before a judge. They were obligated by law to send this kid, this killer, murderer, to a, to a judge. They didn't. They didn't do it. And still, it's about the guns, right? It's about the gun. Take the guns away. After trashing a middle school bathroom in 2013, he received a three-day referral to a newly created diversion program called Promise, designed to help kids who had committed misdemeanors, avoid arrest, stay out of school-to-prison pipelines. He didn't show. School policy dictated that he should have been hauled before Judge Elijah Williams. But it never happened. So, according to um, Timothy Sternberg, former assistant principal, there's possible negligence here if no one followed up. Yeah, I mean, there's so much negligence here. Where do you even start with the negligence? He said, when you look at the discipline data, it's not progressive. It's a one-day suspension, and then he does the infraction again. He gets another one day. There's no progression whatsoever. As a result, with the child, it does create a false sense of I can do this and nothing's going to really happen to me it's exactly what happened here district was lambasted after reversing its story on the promise program admitting last week 
that the killer was once referred to counseling, the counseling intensive program, even though uh, Superintendent Robert Runsey had insisted for months that he wasn't. So they referred him to the program, never showed up for the program. They never took him to the judge. So the former assistant principal says there was a breakdown in communication. You think? There were so many breakdowns here. We were just talking to the gubernatorial candidate in Kansas who says we've got the laws in place here to prevent these gun tragedies. We already have the laws. These things are already illegal. There are procedures that you can follow when somebody is really troubled. And if they were to go in for counseling and it was determined that they were a threat, they wouldn't have access to the guns. Nothing was ever done, though. You have to follow those procedures in order for any of it to work. Just like in Chicago, where they've got all these gun laws, they're meaningless. 85 people uh, last week were shot in in a city where they got the toughest gun law in the in the nation so when you bring that up to them that well all those guns are coming from someplace else no they're not no they're not <laughs> if you're if you're a, a felon if you're a criminal you're finding a way you find a way around the gun laws you you don't care that guns aren't legal in your city <laughs> and that i mean they just had the largest uh, mass shooting in Australia that they've had in, I think, since they banned the guns. Somebody got a gun and murdered their whole family and then shot themselves with it. Seven people killed in Australia in a mur- murder-suicide. I mean, if, if you don't care about human life, you certainly don't care about the laws in your country. And so Australia, who banned guns, who confiscated guns, and who did a buyback program where they bought back a million more guns, they still have these problems. So you can't, you can't say, well, this is the only country in the world that ever has these problems. Nope. In the country that you're always pointing to, Australia, in the country where you're always pointing, the UK, they still have these issues. Enforce the laws we have. Pay attention to the laws and the programs that we have. And this Parkland massacre could have been prevented. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Uh, yesterday, about this time, we were talking about uh, the new Picasso nude. Well, it's not new; it's from a while ago. When you know, when he was still alive and doing paintings. Mm. But it was sold. This particular nude sold. Was it a hundred and fifty-seven million? Wait a minute. The nude wasn't his. Oh, the nude. Oh, that's right. That was Mediglione or whatever. Sure. Nice job. Right. He had. He had the misshapen yeah. 
thing. So we got the nude picture from <laughs> yesterday that went for $157 million. If we the, can show that yeah, on the Blaze TV. That was TV. Medigliani. Can okay. we see that? Oh, oh there it is. Ah! <laughs> Get it off my wall. <laughs> now. It's seriously. I mean, Here's my are butt. you going to bring your friends over and look at my nude? This person with the clubs at the end of her legs is <laughs> magnificent painting. As you see, she was naked. You can see her bottom. <laughs> you can actually view her buttocks uh, as it is not covered in any way. $157.2 million, right? $157.2 million. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so there's no, I mean, there's almost no detail to that. <laughs> Quite honestly, either my son or daughter could easily do something uh, of that quality. Why is that a $157 million painting? It doesn't make any sense. Nope. Do we have the Picasso with the misshapen face? I mean, I know he's famous for that. Ugh. Arms coming out of chests and up at the top of your shoulder and your nose is askew and your mouth is on the wrong side of your face. I mean, that's an acid trip painting right there. Look at that. Seriously, it's like, you know, the Beatles when they were doing all their acid trips. (laughs) It's like them in in one of those trips. (laughs) God, that's rough stuff right there. Look at this, Ringo. I've done a masterpiece. No, that's, uh, that's really bad. That's really bad. Yeah. Uh, and and your wife yeah. actually did. Uh, yeah, she was inspired. She found a picture of Picasso online uh, last night, and mm-hmm. um, she she kind of doctored it in her own way at the Blaze Carry. You can find her on Twitter, and she uh, sent out the, this picture right. here. See it, which is just look at that. Oh, look it's at fabulous. That. that is inspired <laughs> art. <laughs> uh, and she went a little further. She colored in the arms, which <laughs> makes it all the better. Yeah. That, yeah. that is, I don't. You know, I. A hundred million plus. Have, have you put it up for auction so we can we all have. retire? The bidding, the bidding is um, it's a slow start, Pat, on the bidding process. But if yeah. you want to get in, we we have it out there. We're up to a dollar. Okay. And well, you should put the reserve at at least at at least two dollars. You know, you're not going to sell it. It's if too you late don't now. Get at I mean, least it's two. already up for bids. But uh, we're hoping to retire by this time tomorrow, and so I may or may not be here. But that is uh, that's about how good it was. That's how good it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh. You know, you got the Picasso stuff, which was all askew. He didn't know what a human actually looked like, and people loved it for some reason. It's hard to remember what a human looks like. It's not like you see him every day. Right. So, And you had the Salvador Dali stuff, who was also, you know, whacked in his mind. Maybe you and I just are just just, uncultured. Yes, we're buffoons. (laughs) We're, We're just white trash who doesn't know good art when we look at it. And we get speeding tickets when our wives do not. Exactly. Uh, you, but you compare these works of art mm-hmm. to these top three diamonds that also went up for auction at Sotheby's in Geneva. Now, you would think diamonds would fetch a higher price than a guy with his nose on the other side of his face <laughs> and, and the mouth at the opposite side of his nose <laughs> and arms coming out of his chest and his ear. <laughs> Well, now you put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) But they sold these diamonds, and uh, even though all three topped pre-sale estimates, they still only brought in a total of $24 million. I mean, that's a lot of money. But when you compare it to the Picasso and the Medigliani... It's it's nothing. Wait, like so a drop in the bucket. Three diamonds for a total of twenty four million. One painting for uh-huh. one hundred fifty seven million. 
That's amazing. I am so going to Groupon as soon as the show is over, and I'm finding a cheap bring-your-own-beer-wine-whatever art class for the night, and I'm retiring. Seriously? Because we could pull this off, man. Uh, That's bad stuff right I, there. I, I would seriously love to know what makes these abstract things art. Why, how, why when you yeah. just splotch paint on a canvas and you can sell it for $5 million? I just, I don't understand value, I guess. Yeah. And these, these new paintings, they're saying they're going for so much that $100 million is the new $10 million. <laughs> So the paintings that used to go fairly recently for $10 million are now going for $100 million. That's how much more people value them than they used to. And didn't Glenn say something about how, weird. you know, the uber rich are going to start really jacking up the price of art and putting all their money into something? Seems like he did talk about that. Yeah. That, yeah. And yeah, uh, that does sound go. familiar. Oh, boy. Huh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, if you love the Me Too movement oh, who does so that? far, you're going to love it even more now because pretty soon they're going to be removing our favorite songs from uh, our our favorite uh, apps, and then you won't be able to hear that music anymore. Which I I can't wait. They already took now they took R Kelly off Spotify. Which okay, who cares? <laughs> First they came for R Kelly. Yeah, yeah. And I said nothing because I don't like R Kelly. <laughs> right. Then they came for Aerosmith, and I'm like, wait, like, hey, hold, on, man, hold on. Getting close to <laughs> wait. home now. <laughs> uh, so in response to Spotify's newly launched hate content and hateful conduct policy, women's advocacy group Ultraviolet is calling on the streaming service to widen its net beyond R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So they're happy about R. Kelly, but what about the rest of these artists? Um. Ultraviolet is a national organization working on a bunch of issues, including reproductive rights. Mm. So they're big pro-abortion fanatics. That's a red flag. Healthcare, economic security, uh, violence, racial justice. This is a terrible organization, you can tell. (laughs) They published an open letter to Spotify, and they're imploring that Spotify expand the treatment from that they gave to Art Art Kelly to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Nelly, Eminem, which would be fine with me, Don Henley, Steven Tyler, Chris Brown, and others that have been accused of abusing or harassing women. Hmm. Not proven, just accused. Is there ever going to come a time when we say, okay, wait a minute, this is going too far. We're in... The United States of America and people are, they have a right to due process here. Yeah, I think the only one on that list that I know was convicted was Red Hot Chili Peppers lead singer. Uh, what was there. his name? Um, is that Anthony Kiedis? Is that right or no? But his the name he goes by is hmm. just a one word thing, isn't it? Isn't it like it's a nickname of some sort? Like Yeah, you're thinking about somebody in the band that goes by oh. Flea, right? Oh yeah, Flea. Okay, but oh, okay. I think it's, he went by not... Anthony Kiedis. All right. The one I know about, I know a little something about the Don Henley situation they may be talking about. Now, I don't know if they are for sure. Okay. But in the very early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, Don Henley had a little incident Uh with a 16-year-old girl that was found uh, naked in one of his beds, uh, coked out of her mind, unconscious. So that was kind of a problem. That's a problem. You know, and because of the publicity that he got from that, he wrote the song Dirty Laundry. About the news media. Okay. Kick, in, kick them when they're up, kick them when they're down. 
uh, dirty little secrets, dirty little lies. They lo- they love to stick their fingers in everybody's pies. We love to cut you down to size. We Probably love not dirty the laundry. Best lyric, if you're yeah. accused of that. Probably not. Um, but uh, but I don't know about Steven Tyler. I don't think I've ever heard any. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, something. I can imagine he's he's pretty wild. And Aerosmith is legendary for <laughs> the backstage antics <laughs> and the hotel room antics during their heyday. They were, you know, drugged out of their minds through the whole seventies, and then they, they uh, hopped on the. They were on the wagon for a long time, and so they wouldn't even tour with anybody who wasn't sober. So I don't know if he did things when he was drugged up. Who knows? I don't know. But supposedly these are musicians who uh, have have maybe just done inappropriate lyrics that encourage violence against women. Yeah, seriously. so they're not even they're not even necessarily saying that these artists have actually harassed women. I mean, there would not be a rap collection man. on Spotify if they went after lyrics-based accusations or what have no you. No question about that. You, you wouldn't play any rappers. <laughs> oh, come on. This is out of control already. It hasn't even gotten out of the gate. Hmm. Um, I have not. And, and in the article, they don't even, they don't even outline... Because whoever wrote this article about it didn't know about Steve Steven Tyler either. <laughs> they don't know what he's accused of uh, any more than I do. But whatever happened to art being available for the masses? I mean, hopefully it doesn't mm-hmm. look like Picasso paintings. But I mean, as far as I thought the left was all about just freedom of expression and then let, let us decide. But apparently, no. We're not gonna... anymore. No, not anymore. Everything's changed now. This Me Too movement uh, threatens... I think uh, almost everybody because you could you could accuse anybody of of any of this stuff and the simple ap- the simple accusation is enough to either get you fired or get your music taken off of Spotify and as much as I despise that what the me too movement really represents as opposed to what it should represent at least it detracts them from going after the Second Amendment. I mean, only so many people on the left can focus their fire at one thing at a time. <laughs> so if I had to, you know, gun to my head, well, no pun intended, just do the focus your energies on me too and leave my guns alone. Yeah, please. just take away some of our other rights. Yeah. Le- leave our gun rights leave alone. Leave the gun rights alone, please. And then after you've taken away our other rights, like our right to hear music back. we want to, then you can come back come and take back. our guns from mm-hmm. us too. <laughs> I know there's still plenty of time. Plenty of time. So... We'll just wait here while you uh, get everybody shut down musically, mm-hmm. and and then uh, you can come and take yeah, our guns. So, so too, let's so. let's recap: music first, then the guns. Second. Yeah, and our speech somewhere along the way, our free speech yeah. will have to be. It works in squashed. order. Go after the First Amendment first, yeah. then go after the Second Amendment second. Yes, easy way okay. to remember it. All right, good, <laughs> good. So First Amendment, including religious rights, because you really only have the right to worship inside a church on Sunday. Your rights don't extend much beyond your church building walls. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. You have to stop at noon at 12 o'clock in whatever time zone you're in. (laughs) You got to stop because that's when First Amendment stops. I mean, you can't do the whole day. Well, I mean, who wants to? I mean, come on. It's church. I mean, let's be honest. We can kind of find common ground there. Don't want to go past noon. It gets 12 o'clock. I'm hungry. Also, Twitter is announcing that it will begin hiding tweets. From certain accounts in conversations and search results. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds great, doesn't it? It's, it's <laughs> shadow banning. To see them, you'll have to scroll to the bottom of the conversation and click show more replies or go into your search settings and choose see everything. Uh-huh. We're going to do that. And again, it's a private business and it they is. can do this. Yep. 
And if you don't like it, you, you don't have to tweet. But still, but when you do, this tweet, movement sucks. Use the hashtag, put that in your pipe. Thank you. And yeah, and I hate Twitter. I, I think I've made that pretty <laughs> Whoa, clear. Mr. I, Twitter is going to say yes. that out loud? Yeah. I, <gasps> I mean, it's just a nasty forum for people to bash other people. That Isn't you, that what it is? That you love to tweet out show links and uh, stuff and, we're talking about. <laughs> right. You know. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Uh, when Twitter's software decides that a certain user is detracting from the conversation, all of that user's tweets will be hidden from search results and public conversation until their reputation improves. And they won't know that. They won't know at all that they're being muted in this way. Twitter says it's still working on ways to notify people and help them get back into the good graces of Twitter. In the meantime, their tweets will still be visible to their followers uh, and will still be able to re- be retweeted by others. They just won't show up in conversational threads or search results by default. So you're basically in Twitter jail. Mm-hmm. Well, so look. Twitter purgatory. As they say on the article, yeah. So wait a minute. I guarantee you, somewhere in this little software, this program, mm. if you retweet someone's shadow ban tweet, mm-hmm. that's going to quote, Hurt your, that's going to hurt you too, right? Yeah, you're a neg- that's going to make you. Yeah. They're going to say, "Oh, you're the one having a negative impact now, sir." A really bad. It's man. really bad, <laughs> man. And the good thing is, most of these companies are in bed with the government. So well, you think, good. well, okay, it's a private company, sure, but I mean, for now, but they're in bed with the government, so you know they're going to have their dirty little fingers into it too. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Balm Shot Lip Balm. This is a fantastic product. Uh, my wife absolutely loves this stuff. She uses it all the time. Keith uses it, mm-hmm. carries it with him every day. Yes, sir. Um, it is in this handy, really cool-looking shotgun shell, and it's fantastic lip balm. It doesn't get all gooey because this is a tremendous container. So if you've had that problem, like the founder of Balm Shot, Wayne, had where you put it in your pocket, and at the end of the day, you find a gooey mess when you reach in for it. Uh, that's really frustrating, and uh, it it sucks. Yeah, and the thing that I love about the Bomb Shot, not only the consistency, mm-hmm. but this is the uh, classic, the classic uh, non-flavored stuff. Okay. I just cannot stand lip balm that has a taste to it oh and this classic is so perfect because it just does what it's supposed to do ain't mm-hmm. no fancy flavoring get the classic if you don't like yeah, you can you can also get the fancy you can get the fancy like flavors that. like all sorts of raspberry and stuff yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but you also have the option of the no taste mm-hmm. lip balm which is really cool i love that too uh that's great it's a lot like uh you know, deodorant that has some kind of funky smell to it. Jeez, I hate that. That's why I always get the unscented. Just stop the sweat. I don't need to smell it, yeah. like a used car right, dealer. Right. <laughs> I don't want to smell like daisies or old spices or whatever. I don't want to. Just <laughs> just don't make me sweat profusely. That's, that's, that's all I'm looking for here. No chap lips. That's all we need. So Bomb Shot Lip Balm now is available in over 3,000 stores nationwide. It's 100% American-made. You're going to love this product. Plus, because they love you, our Blaze listeners, all you have to do is go to BalmShot.com, use the promo code PAT, and when you buy a six-pack with a bunch of different flavors in it, a bunch of different varieties, you'll get uh, an extra tube of Bomb Shot for free. Or you could just get all the same. Flavor. Or you can get all the same yeah, if you there want. there you go. Yeah. Buy six, get seven, plus free shipping. Tremendous deal. Bombshot.com, promo code PAT. B-A-L-M, 
S-H-O-T.com. Bombshot.com. Go there right now. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. returns. I've heard Glenn talk many times about PragerU. We've talked about it as well. Uh, they make five-minute educational videos that are done by some of the best minds so good. alive today, and they are great. Play them for your kids. Absolutely. What a great teaching uh, technique they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done one uh, on Walt Disney that Glenn actually did, oh. too. So um, check these out. The videos are accurate. They're entertaining. They provide understanding on topics ranging from current events to the history of our country. Some of the videos explain uh, in easy-to-understand ways really complex issues that we face today. So as part of Mercury One's Leadership and Education Initiative, Mercury has partnered with PragerU to bring you these videos. They're uncensored and right through the webpage and to also help out PragerU and support them financially so they, they can make more of these great educational videos. Because it does cost money, obviously, to make them. And they're super high quality, really good stuff. Um, so, you know, this audience has always been passionate uh, about truth and education. And this is one way that Mercury, Mercury One hopes to engage with you and your family this year. Go to Mercury One, mercury.one slash Prager you and you can find these uh these great uh these great videos yeah a great one for your kids to watch why do people become islamic extremists oh, wow. um so yeah i mean there's just great things that that, mm. that do a much better job of explaining what happens in the world than i can explain this on mother's day employees at a cheesecake factory in miami florida verbally attacked and made threatening gestures toward a black man who dined there with his girlfriend's family. Uh, and they did all this because he was wearing a Make America Great Again hat. The incident on Mother's Day uh, allegedly began at the Cheesecake Factory located uh, in the Dadeland Mall when 22-year-old Eugene York Joseph was seated while he was wearing his, his mega hat. According to multiple witnesses and Joseph's own account, a woman who worked at the restaurant walked up to him and started pointing at his hat, signaling for other employees to come over. Her finger was literally on top of his head. We were all looking at her like, what, what is happening here? She was pointing at him, calling her other co-workers, telling them to look at this guy wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Can you imagine this from Cheesecake Factory employees? It's obscene, man. Jeez, <laughs> I wish I would have been there. I <laughs> just too. would have loved to have been there. Mm. <clears throat> I'm sure I would have been completely calm. Though. No, you would, I would have done yeah, something very, very appropriate. Maybe we should both go and then see you could confront them because uh-huh. I would be holding the camera. One of us needs to be rolling on this. And, but everything I would do would be completely, completely peaceful. Of course it yet would very be. very impactful You're the and most totally calm, appropriate. peaceful man yes. that I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have loved to have been there. Uh-huh. At that point, approximately a dozen or so employees approached the table. And started commenting about his hat and how stupid it was. Are you kidding me? This is Florida. Some of them said 
They wanted to punch him in the face. So you go to dinner with your girlfriend and her family mm-hmm. at Cheesecake Factory. Yep. And 12 of their employees, because you're wearing a Make America Great Again hat, come over to you. Some of them start saying they want to punch you in the face because you're wearing it. Others are pointing and laughing at you. They start using the N-word uh, on him to each other. Uh-huh. Uh, Wow. According to witnesses, some of the employees also referred to him as an N-word in their conversation with each other. Okay. That's just amazing. So let me get this straight. Let me just see if we can recap this. Um, This guy, a black man, Mm -hmm. who's obviously a Trump supporter, Mm -hmm. gets referred to as the Mm N-word, gets mocked by a dozen employees at a restaurant. We're barely hearing a peep about this in the national media. I haven't seen anything in the national media about it. Meanwhile, we have two black men who use the bathroom, aren't aren't, aren't called names, aren't called uh, racial uh, comments at all, and and they're told to, uh, hey, look, um, if you're not going to buy something, we need you to leave. This is for paying customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a national story that continues. Oh, it's a national crisis. Yeah, Starbucks about to have their, you know... They changed their whole policy. Training day here so they can... Oh, my God. I kind of love that because the the Starbucks CEO came out and said, yeah, anybody can use our bathroom. Now, we don't want to become a public restroom, however, but anybody can come in and use our bathrooms. You don't have to be a paying customer. Good. I hope every homeless person in Seattle... Goes into Starbucks and start using and starts using their bathrooms. Use it all day, every day. I want to line Take up. Take showers in the sink. I want to line yes. goes down the block. People yes. just waiting to urinate. Because these people are so stupid and pathetic and <laughs> liberal and progressive, they deserve it. Good. I hope everybody in Seattle, especially the homeless, use Starbucks as a bathroom without buying a single thing. You come in, can I help you? Nope, just using your bathroom. Thanks. Don't even look at the bakery case. <laughs> don't even act like you're interested in No, I don't something. want a thing here. I don't even like Starbucks. Yeah. I just love to use your bathroom. I just gotta Thank go. you. I just I gotta just be honest. Gotta I gotta go. go. And when you gotta go, you gotta go, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can but you got a bunch of coworkers at a uh, cheesecake factory calling this guy the N-word and not a, not a peep out of anybody. Wow. Wow, is this don't, don't don't try to make sense of the world, Pat. No, I'm, I'm, no. uh-uh. Because you can't. So, we'll see you tomorrow. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.